the What Are You Doing movie archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Explorers. I love Explorers. Yeah. I'm so excited to see Explorers. Yeah. 1985, Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. It's Explorers. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blurry, press play, press pause when the Paramount logo fades to black. Now, there's actually two Paramount logos. It starts with a, like a picture of a mountain one, and then it fades through to a blue illustration. So it's like the backwards Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm. Ark thing. Couldn't quite commit on that. Yeah, they picked they? two logos and said, you know, I really can't choose. <clears throat> At the point where it's faded to black... Like I have paused here. You press pause there. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. And those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Chloe Z. Zimmerman. Space Pirates. And Ryan Weber. Hmm. That that was uninspired. <laughs> yeah, I was sure. That was anticlimactic. Well, you were talking about calling you the um, professional pundit of shitty sequels. Yeah. But this isn't a shitty sequel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to... It just felt. I, st- I still like the weebs. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, apropos that my intro there just completely fell flat for you because this movie <laughs> is just. It's really exciting, and you're like, "Oh my god, Ryan's here!" But then you say his name, and it sucks. You put in explorers, <laughs> and you're really excited, and it's great for two thirds or so, and then it hits a wall and just falls fucking flat on its face. This is one of the movies that I grew up with, and it's. There was no Dorkman and no Trey this week, so we're like, "Well, let's do something that neither of them would have anything to fucking say about," and that was explorers. And I'm excited because it's a lot of the movies that you grow up with are you go back and you check in on them. You're like either really disappointed or you're like, oh, that was still all right. Like, you know, Brady Little Toaster. Wow, that's really depressing. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Land Before Time. Wow, that's really depressing. And, and you know, yeah. Goonies is Goonies and shit like that. And Explorers, it, when, I, when I went back to check on it again, like last year, I pop it in and it's just fucking awesome. It's really well done. And all the everything is it's like an effortless, very interested, slow paced, almost real sci fi movie for kids. And then, you know, I'm really enjoying it, and it gets to the spaceship, and man, it just, whew, it just like sucks the life out of itself, and then it never recovers, and it's it's really disappointing. Because, well, there's not a lot left, not a lot of time left to recover, even right, if it could. Totally. But, I mean, it goes to the mansion, but then it like just kind of stands on the porch, and it's raining outside, but the door is locked, and the people aren't coming home yet, so it's just, well, we can't go back in the car, because there's wolves by the car, so we'll just, it's, it's really disappointing. If it was just a bad movie, then I'd be able to, oh, oh I was a kid, I didn't have any taste. But it's not. It's a good movie, and then it sucks, and it breaks my heart. Now, I have all this love for Explorers. Brian, how do you feel about Explorers? I don't care. Not at all. What if we, I, what if we were doing Space Camp? Space Camp I, I love, but I, it's, if, I would compare this movie, in my sense, to Howard the Duck. Because Howard the Duck I loved, loved as a kid. Didn't see for years, and then saw it again in college. Like I saw it on VHS at Blockbuster. It's like, <gasps> and watched it. And I was like, wow, this is awful, but I love it anyway. Um, but honestly, I think... Howard the Duck doesn't hit the brick wall as bad as this one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, this is a this is an objectively better film until the brick wall. We, you watched it for the first time for real last night. Yeah, all the way through. When you we were when you were watching through it, well, first of all, I had told you this is a great movie, and at one point I was watching it, and you came in and saw the end. And you're like, no, it's not a great movie. Yeah, I came. I walked. I came home me. from somewhere, and you were already on the spaceship, and the alien was already doing the little variety show. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, all around world, going to bed. Bye. An understandable reaction. So, so last yeah. night, what was your what was your experience watching through it? I uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, it's it's pretty clear in the exact moment where this film just crashes into the brick wall, and before that, it's it's great. And then um, it was it was holding my attention, and then it hit that moment, and I just. Uh, but before that, it's 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 a very well done film, and it's in terms. Of, I'm sure we'll talk about like 
how the magic bean and it's got like one solid magic bean and it 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 um it builds all of the everything that happens out of this kind of one very clear rule that it sets for itself and then uh, does some great stuff with some characters after that and it takes them somewhere and then it just leaves yeah. them there yeah chloe explorers childhood um, 80s movies oh god this is of my favorite childhood genre which is uh, benevolent aliens make contact with a child and they go on a magical adventure flight of the navigator is one of my favorite all-time last childhood. starfighter yes last starfighter mm. just crazy good there are benevolent aliens who just want to say hi and you know they're nice they why would hang. they just want to chill and it's you know our government and all of the mean things that have said that we're going to kill aliens that makes them scared and just be nice you know it's the don't be a dick it's a great message don't be a dick did you grow up with this one um i did but it was never like i always preferred flight of the navigator yeah i liked both of them growing up yeah i um i watched this significantly less well, watching it last night, because we all came over and refreshed on Explorers. Yeah. Thoughts? Same as everybody. It just shows its hand. It's so good. It's so good, and it's building up to this magical, mystical thing, and then it shows its hand so hard, and its hand sucks so much. <laughs> it's it's like and it's like a two, a four, and a, it's missing a card, and a, they're all of different One's suits. One's actually like the rules how to play <laughs> <Yeah>. card. <laughs> One's an Uno card, and you're just like, why? Rules to play gin rummy. Why were you telling me that you had a... F- you, were tell- you totally told me you had a straight flush. You were just like, I've got... I'm betting so hard. I'm betting so hard. Check this shit out, and it's awful. Brian, explorers. <laughs> were you done? You look like you... No, She just it. took another breath like she was about to launch into more ranting. But no. We do have an hour and a half to do more of that, I suppose, so... Um, I sort of grew up with it, I guess. I, I mean, we were, we were kicking around movies to do this week uh, when it looked like we had to, a couple of slots to fill, and I'm like, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people who probably has some kind of an opinion and saw Explorers growing up and could, you know, have thoughts on it. And um, what's, what's interesting is, like, it's, it's, it's definitely one that I, I saw when I was young a number of times, at least a couple. And in my memory from many years ago, I remembered the first two-thirds of it much more distinctly and vividly than the last part, which is... Which is odd because the last part is like would either traumatize you or <laughs> they're like you pixie know. sticks in cinema form, you know? Maybe, yeah. Maybe your parents like you know how some parents turn Bambi off before he dies. Uh-huh. Maybe your family and then they went on a magical spaceship. That's what I'm going to do with Happy Feet when I'm showing it to my kids. I'm going to watch the first two thirds and then at, at one point the penguin gets trapped in the zoo and he screams and it pulls Zoom out to the earth and you're like, oh my god, he's gonna... and then it fades to black and I'm like, movie's over. The Pause. end. And that's what my kids will know. Wow. Yeah. So instead of like shielding your children from death you'll just shield them from terrible terrible endings psychological experiments like i'm gonna stop fern gully right when the mud is taking over that's like me and mike <laughs> will work together to to begin the conspiracy that there never were star wars prequels when, ooh, I, when we have kids ooh. that sounds like something awesome. we could get involved in actually <laughs> yeah anyway so watching it last night was that what you remembered um up until that point no the end was much much worse i'm, I'm sorry to say it was it was the kind of thing where, yeah i kind of remembered what happened vaguely but to actually be an adult and sit on a chair and watch it it's like Wow, this is going on way too long. This is not funny. This is weird. What happened to that movie I was watching five minutes ago? That's really what I started to think about. Now, what's cool is that we're not just going to sit here and shit on the ending. We have an answer for why the ending is that way, and we're not gonna we're not gonna show our hand yet because we're gonna show our hand and then compare it to theirs. <laughs> Hopefully, our ours is better. Is better yeah. Right. But I'll tell you one of the cards, John Wright. So you're at the point where the Paramount logo faded to black. It's like a clue. Ma. <laughs> As I am here. To Ma- Google! Mouse or remote ready. <laughs> John Wright in the third act with the candlestick. <laughs> Three, two, one, unpause. And we're in. Now, I love... Oh, I, 
For some reason, that reminds me of Back <laughs> to the Future. I thought it was gonna be. I love this font. It's, it's really the same good. font, isn't no, it's, it? It's not. It's, it's close. very close. Anyway, this came out Ooh. in '85. Toronto, I think, was '82, and um, it's funny because I thought I was a fan of Tron my whole life. And then when I saw Explorers again, I realized I was remembering sequences from Explorers. <laughs> oh. And then later when I was older and I saw stuff from Tron, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Totally different movie. Totally different movie. You could do some sort of a mashup of these somehow. Yeah, I think you could. And there's another point Ooh. we'll get to later where I think they could bring out the uh, the Matrix stuff, too. But whatever. Now, this kid is Brian Fenifter. This is the story of young Brian Fenifter and, and his <laughs> sci-fi interests. And he's, he's making the lightsaber sounds at the junkyard. And he's making Star, War, uh, Star Trek references in his homemade spaceship. It's falling asleep to War of the Worlds. I, I watched War of the Worlds he's when I was a kid. Space shuttles and NASA stuff and a right flyer. Not uh, yeah, bad. Yeah, that is a right flyer. Um, no, it's not, but it's from that era. Similar. Yeah, it's one of the tri-wing things. The constellation poster. Starts out sort of Zemeckisy with its see my room. It's not as indulgent as a Zemeckis pan would be. Pac- I suppose Pacific Tech isn't. That's like the stand-in for Caltech. Is it? Uh, yeah. Is that a thing that people do? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember what other movie it was, whether it was Real Genius or something else. Oh, really? That's sort of a, a convention? Yeah. Like, like it's 555 like, five, five for a phone number? Sort of, I guess. I don't know. But it's, you know, when you basically want to say Caltech, <laughs> but for whatever reason, don't. You can call it Pacific mm-hmm. Tech. When Caltech reads your scripts and goes, no. And when Caltech reads your script and goes, take a look at the fucking script. They're rocket scientists, people. They know good stories. Yeah. Yeah, it would be funny. It's like a rocket scientist is like, look, this is screenwriting. This I, is- I do rocket science. <laughs> this, this ending is, is disappointing. <laughs> it shouldn't take me to figure this out. Now, I have important things to do. We started, we, we, we sort of start, we led with the idea that this movie really deals very wholly and believably with its kind of outlandish magic bean. We, yeah, well, actually, that's, that's, I gotta say, that's probably this, the, the one thing that I like most about this movie is that. Um, it's it starts from a very very simple concept, which is which you know well, well ignoring the part where you right. get the dreams that sort of give you the uh, you know circuit board of how how to do this stuff. The idea that you could create this little bubble and then exploring all this sort of physics and the rules involved with this thing and how it works and taking that to a natural progression of using it for you know transportation and and things like that. Um, I think is really really cool and a fun thing to like. Even as a kid, I was totally compelled by that. I'm like, that's right. the coolest. It's. I mean, it, it. This movie could very easily just suck consistently, and one of the ways it would start off sucking mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. guys, I invented this yeah, spaceship. Totally. Yeah. And it really doesn't. I mean, it deals with it realistically. This kid is a geek, and then his friend Wolfgang, who's River Phoenix, is a major geek. He's like a functioning nerd, right? He he can actually make mass, mice talk, and his dad is fucking looking for bug bombs all the time. And, and it's James and Cromwell invent, and inventing warp drive. And Come on, drive. I love, <laughs> big. We big, can't big give Wolf. Nerd. We can't give Wolfgang's. You know, dad's credit or we can't fail to give him credit for his biggest invention ever so you know he has these circuit board ideas and he, he knows like to write them years? down immediately it's about right and he says hey is this anything and he shows up to the guy and he's like uh well it's consistent let me try to make it and he does and it, it just it makes it's this little useless program that makes a dot and then they start playing with it and, and it works itself and it's out a, it's a nice way to justify that because i'm you know as a kid i certainly always had the fantasy i'm sure every other kid in the world of like i'm gonna build Whatever it is, the most amazing thing ever. Like whether yeah. it's the my most lemonade. amazing three-level treehouse or my lemonade stand will make me rich. Yeah, whatever it is, and it's like it's a great way to take that kind of kid fantasy that I think all kids have and and justify it for the purposes of what the movie needs. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the general structure stuff, this movie works exceedingly well. It's it's got a sympathetic lead who's kind of you know a romantic, 
and then it's got the, the you know the, the two characters that come along with him on this thing are different enough that it, it plays out realistically and it doesn't ever deal with anything uh in a, in a cheesy or ham-fisted way at one point it does get a little a little iffy when the cop gets involved yeah the cop is really the only problem with the first two acts just because his motivations really don't make much sense it, it feels of, like kind of in we'll it but there. he's not like he's yeah we'll, it almost feels like that was a bigger like that a whole thing and then they cut it down in the script and then a couple of the scenes didn't work and they said ah, well he can just be looking for him in this helicopter and right and that's all it, it got like boiled down to something but now, it, does, it doesn't feel like a complete arc for him what you're yeah. saying about the characters is actually totally true and one of the things that this movie is actually pretty damn successful at it's hard to have a movie where you have three kids of this age Carrying all the performances right, in right, a way right. that isn't just offensive to you, and they're <laughs> you know? totally great. Yeah, yeah, they, they they absolutely pull it off, and and their characters are pretty, you know. I mean, you could say it's the writing, I guess, but it's 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 certainly the coupling of of the writing and and the performances that they give. They actually really they really do it well. Yeah, no, I don't know why that forty year old in the background in leather jacket <laughs> yeah. is just hanging around. This <laughs> That's campus. the principal. He just wants to see where they're going with this. <laughs> all right, no, just knock just, his teeth out. Yeah, keep keep it up. Because this is going to build character. This guy is totally a latent homo, though. You can, yeah. 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 Just the way. Look at the way he's straddling. Yeah, there's some shots coming up where he's yeah. really... Look at the way he straddles. He doesn't know he's gay. <laughs> the, um, the other thing Sorry, we were thinking everybody. about last night, and this will be one of the through lines that we'll continue to come back to and kind of think about, is that in 1985, a movie called Explorers came out. In 1985, a book called Contact came out. And this movie has a lot in common with the story of Contact. We'll look at it from a superficial standpoint. A scientifically interested, sympathetic character starts getting messages in the form of blueprints from an alien species, teaching that person how to come into contact with that alien species and go and visit them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just the one sentence pitch. But so far, you've just described explorers and contact. And, you know, contact deals with it even more slow-paced and it's more sciencey and i think it's ending holds up better but i also think there's a comparison to be drawn between this and close encounters especially with the addition of the the police guy where mm-hmm. apparently randomly although we don't really explore it the same way we explored it in close encounters this message got sent to a whole bunch of people and the kids just happened right. to be the ones to put it all together first <laughs> which they did they pulled that out at the toward the end of the movie yeah. the cop says you i haven't been having dreams like this since. Yeah. and it's like which oh okay. leads me to right. which makes me think it, it's like what you say where this is part of a larger thing that they then cut out most of but not entirely <laughs> which if you think about it is actually a little strange because when they're talking with the aliens the aliens are like oh we needed people who would understand you know who are open minded about this stuff you know you kids and, and I'm like I guess the, the cop was too because apparently I they can so. pick and choose from, from there I'm not sure how that works and they have some sort of psychological profile of all the people they're dream beaming yeah, that's yeah I'm wondering about that but they think we all are like TV yeah yeah that you can't the, think the, too hard about there's that there's also a comparison yeah. to the abyss to be made anyway the um when I was a kid, you know how you have those things when you watch when you're a kid, when you're like five to ten, and the movies that you watch and, and the world that you live in, and the cool characters that they kind of like hand you to eat. Like, here's the cool character, and it's like Kidvid yeah. or something. It's something completely over the top and weird. At the time, I thought this kid was the coolest thing of all time, and then looking back on it now, he's still fucking a badass kid. He he rides a little motorcycle and he breaks up fights and he's cool and he comes from a broken home, so he's got depth. <laughs> he certainly has a surly uh, misdemeanor or, or uh, demeanor for most of the most Voice of the time. Voice like he smokes two packs a day. This, he's like an adult who just got put into the body of a kid and is just yeah. resenting the fact that he has to go through school again. It's like every now and then you'll have a I think a, that's his backstory. An episode of like some sci-fi television show where the main characters will become kids, and uh-huh. it's like usually it's fixed by the end of. But 
it's, you get the feeling like this guy was a victim of that and yeah. he's still just dealing with it like yeah. a year later. I do like the part where we never see his um his dad and girlfriend and There's stuff actually, like that. There's actually I was paying attention for this last night cuz I wanted to give the movie credit so I was paying attention to the stuff that it thought about and there's a big thing in my head there's like an essay in my head that we're going to get pieces of throughout this commentary of of what it gets right and how it fails. One of the things that it's doing is dealing with him and his dad and it it never does it never really you know goes into it very deeply it's just always comments that he makes but over the course of the movie the comments that he's making about his dad change like right now it's like my dad's home i hope he got that job i'm gonna go to your place i don't want to deal with this right now and then later he's like um they're flying he's like, i can see my dad's house he's lights on i wonder what he's doing and then by the end it's um oh no that's the one that was at the end like over the course of the movie the comments he makes about his dad start a little bit more oh man and then by the end he's like i wonder what he's doing so there's there's subtext there, which is enough because it doesn't need to go, in, and I would not want it to go any more deeply than that because it's you know it's already dealing with Ethan Hawke's mom a little bit and very much Wolfgang's family, who are just the most insane '80s family that I recall. Other things that it gets right, you know, we'll get to them. But the fact that he's dealing with this whole dad thing, you know, it fleshes out his character because he has the least amount to do in the movie. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke has the ideas and he's the dreamer. The other guy is the more pragmatic guy that can put them into action. And then he's just sort of there because. And that could feel superfluous, but it doesn't. Does That's maybe, good writing. Maybe it happened and I missed it, but they established that he's at least somewhat of a mechanical whiz himself in the fact that he built himself a motorcycle. And yeah, he said, he, I must have rebuilt this, this thing a hundred times. times. I guess yeah. his purpose does, there does is Does that to... come up at any point where he has to refix the flying machine? No, no. It's, it's that he has access to the... Junk that's oh, true. that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the of, purpose that serves. Yeah, through clever use of gum. Indeed. <laughs> so here we're being introduced to Wolfgang's uh, homestead. Here, I have definitely which is done just that. Chaos. I swear that's Maggie Smith. I know it's that, not. No, that's not. I know it's not. Oh, she okay. looks like a mix of Tilda Swinton and Maggie. Well, Smith. Well, she does have the same hair as McGonagall. Yeah, and there's, the there's glasses, something about the mannerisms. The, yeah, the mannerisms. It's yeah, very totally. much the mannerisms. And there's Ephraim Cochran. Wolfgang, I will turn you into a frog. Just. <laughs> This this feels really homey. I really buy, I really buy this. I expect to yeah. see like a broken breakfast machine in the corner, just like spanning the kitchen. Only it doesn't work. Oh anymore. yeah, they totally have a bro- they have, they totally have a breakfast machine. Yeah, we talked about that on one of the movies. That every every eighties movie of, of any worth has a breakfast making machine. What, what is it? Well, what some kind this? of Rube Goldberg device. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A Rube Goldberg. Well, like PB has breakfast. one. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future has one for the dog. The, this is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. This is, is a the family that maker. would have one. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I yeah. feel like this movie could be more. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, the Shrunk. Oh, good one. Yeah. yeah. Wow, this is quite a list. I told you, like they all have Rube Goldbergian cooking devices, specifically for breakfast or dogs, but dogs eat breakfast. Some sort of food related Rube Goldbergian. I wonder if there's a special name for a food-based Rube Goldberg device. Food Goldberg. Food Goldberg device. Waka mm. waka. I'll, I'll stick with that. What were the movies that... Uh, have you guys gone back and looked... Because we all were born in the 80s. Gone back and looked at movies you were growing up in, watching and all that, and been either ex- impressed or disappointed with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned mm. in the intro... Uh, like, I was a back. little too late for Goonies. I never got into Goonies. Yeah. I actually had never got into Goonies myself, and I know there's a big... Big thing for people our age, but yeah, just, uh, I just missed it, you know. Yeah, no, you miss certain stuff, and yeah, once you hit ten, there's really no going back on that. It, it's odd how much of your, <laughs> it's really kind of scary how much of your identity can be shaped by like what your mom or decided to buy or not buy at right. the video store for or your like Christmas. What, just what videos looked good when you went to the video yeah. rental place? Like, and yeah, some people grew up watching 101 Dalmatians. I'm probably never in my life going to see it. Yeah, I missed the I missed the boat. 
on yeah. 101 God, the Dalmatians. The animation on that is so beautiful, though. It is good. You grew up, Chloe, you grew up with like Dark Crystal and Muppets and Fraggles and stuff like that. Fraggle Rock. Oh, man. Dark Fraggle Crystal is Rock. another one I, I missed and completely Dark missed. Crystal. And then I, in like college, everybody's like, let's, they did the, basically this. Let, let's sit down and watch Dark Crystal. I haven't seen this in years. Mm-hmm. I was like, sit, watch what now? <laughs> I, Dark Crystal kind of can appeal to you if you've got kind of the Last it, Unicorn. Like, yeah. if you grew up with The Last Unicorn, I think your window on Dark Crystal is longer and vice versa. Like, I think you can make it till 20 if you still love Last Unicorn. And I know that's girly, but that's my experience. Is the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth the more adult one? Dark Crystal. Is the more adult one? Yes. And Labyrinth is the one with the package? It's so the one with the package. Ryan oh. likes the package. Bowie package. Yeah. Bowie package. <laughs> Can't be denied. I love his little mouse. <laughs> his surly mouse. I, I want... want- Cheese! <laughs> Go to hell! <laughs> as soon as they uh, pulled the sheet off of this computer when we were watching it last night, I was like, uh-oh, oh boy, we're about to get some, like... Horrible you know. 80s computer <laughs> hackers. <laughs> I loaded it onto this floppy disk and <laughs> inserted it into the drive bag. And I'm lead hacksoring. He just had a line of, like, it's only 128K, which, for 1985, wasn't that amazing? Yeah. It was maybe a- that's the joke. So. At the time. I think it's an Apple IIc. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the joke. Yeah. Maybe the joke is, you know, like if we were making this movie now, you know, it's only got twenty five gigs of RAM, but it should be enough. Right. For what we're so I only got two point two petabytes on this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun though. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It really does deal with it. In- it doesn't do a bad job handling its. its That's the, the tech side of it. It's you know, it's a little. It's. It's, not bad. it's, it's fine. It's, it's does it as well bad. as it. You can. It does it much better than you should expect it to. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's a bummer because they they thought about it. They seem to have thought about it and how they could believably get to the point where kids are flying a spaceship. This yeah. you never you never lose your sense of of belief on this. Yeah, I think it's weird. Like what gets what you buy and what you don't buy. Like I feel like like what? Well, the things they deal with well are the science and the tech. And then there's the drive-in. They fuck up royally. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. The cop arc, they fuck up royally. And these are things that are pretty simple that I feel like could have been dealt with. Right. Like, the the aliens are just a clusterfuck, and I, we can talk about what they could have done better, but... I've, For the time being, we're setting that I'm just, aside and just looking I'm at just the I'm just treating the, the beginning of it yeah. as its own movie. And it's it's surprising to me just what they could have fixed and what they didn't. Yeah. This movie gets so much right, and I'm so happy with it. And they just it it, it it suffers from a an unevenness of the feeling of completion. Like in some places, it feels like it's been really finely tuned, and then other places feel like first draft material. Now, there's been a there's a couple of things we were trying to figure out what happened to Explorers last night, and there's a couple of things that have, are interesting, and we were able to piece together a couple theories. We don't know what happened, uh, but one thing that happened is that. During post-production, the release date got moved up by, like, months. It got really, really pushed forward, and they had to wrap it up quickly. Uh, presumably, that is what caused a editor for the last third of the movie to be different than the editor for the first two thirds. Who was actually cited specifically as the editor of the spaceship sequence yes. in the credits. When you pop it, when you watch the credit roll, like, one of the first things that shows up is editor for the spaceship sequence, John Wright. That's why that's yeah, the lead is kind of paying off now, putting <laughs> asterisk next to John Wright. He edited that shit, and the movie seems to... I, I can't tell if the movie's trying to just say... They didn't want to say edited by guy and guy because the, the distinction between their parts of the movie was so mm-hmm. severe, or if they really were just saying 
The spaceship sequence was edited by John. It was not fucking our idea. You know, I don't know what it was. He handled that part. But that guy, we were looking into his history. Brian, do you remember what his what he had been doing? Well, it, it's interesting because if you look at his IMDb, this is his first editing credit that's not an assistant editing job. Mm-hmm. So he had a couple of jobs as assistant editor, which your job is to sync and organize footage and all that, but you don't actually cut anything. Um, but this was the the first, his first credit where he would have actually been responsible for the editing. And then, I mean, he, he's gone on to do a whole bunch of some, stuff. Some good stuff. He did Hunt for Red October. A, a, a big name, you know, I'm sure, mainstream editor. But, but this, was, this his, was his first thing. Right. It was his first role as an editor. And what, you know, we're, we have no particular information. We're just kind of taking disparate pieces and putting them together in a theory, which might be wrong. It seems like he was the assistant editor. They got the move to uh, release dates coming up, coming up. We got to edit this thing. And they said, all right, John. You edit everything that has. We're still tweaking the first two thirds, but we haven't even started with the last third yet. Take all the alien stuff, put it together. Like in and a week, he, and he became editor from assistant editor at that point. Mm-hmm. That that seems to jive with the timeline here, as as often happens in the film industry. That's often how you get promoted is in a crunch like that. And you and know, you either perform or you don't. He's a he's probably edited stuff before. He probably went to film school and all that stuff, and he knows how to edit. So you know, it's not like they they blew it by handing it to him, <coughs> but he didn't edit very artistically, if at all. So there's one explanation for what happened at the end, that they, they bumped it up, they got the assistant editor to edit that last chunk, and he just didn't cut enough. He just, he just, he just laid the footage in order. I'm, I'm sure he had zero time right. to I'm, do it. I'm, I'm sure that doesn't entirely mm-hmm. reflect on his skill, it's just he had zero time. Right. That's one thing. Now, there's another... This is, this is supported by less information, but it feels more right, actually. The, um, so it could be a combination of both of them. The movie is taking itself so seriously, and it's grounded, and it's it's magical, but it's kind of grounded all the way through the movie, and then that stuff shows up, and then he he does pop culture references for 20 minutes, and then he sings a rock song, and then they go right back to, well, we didn't want to come down to Earth because we see all these movies from out here where you're just killing monsters. We would be destroyed instantly. We don't want to go down there, and we're kids, and there's all these cool ideas that are about the aliens after that shit. It feels like someone saw the movie... And said, you know, kids aren't going to like this. You need to make him be funny for a little while. They they want him to be funny, and it, it's not we're not hitting the beat right. But that that doesn't jive well with the idea that it was rushed out in post. Like they wouldn't have time to add a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was added in the script process. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of weirdness around the end of this movie. There's there's also the aspect that the, both the aliens, and particularly the one voiced by Bob Picardo. They're so pop culture saturated. It's just like an endless stream of this is his shtick. Is I'm going to quote everything and do bits from everything. Mm-hmm. And you and get, like you, that, get, you get why? Yeah, you, they 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 say why, but it tonally it the the shift in tone of the movie it just seems so different because this stuff is so grounded and and his whole shtick is so farcical. Yeah, and like so kind of self referential. Which if the whole movie is that shtick and self referential, that's fine. It's just the dichotomy between the two. It's like. It's it's like you were saying like I wh- where was the movie that I was watching five minutes ago? Yeah, they feel like entirely different movies. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll pick back up on the the ending stuff once we get there because now it's really cu- kind of kicking in. Why can't he see it? And then why can't he? It's a power modulation. I buy it. One line of dialogue. Whatever. And there we go. Yeah. We Thank have God it. we invented the blah blah blah. Yeah, we have a, <laughs> we have a computer that can create or at least you know it can manifest a force field in 3D space if you give it the right coordinates. Yeah, super low energy. We established that. It runs on so, so much battery a little it runs later. It on a 12-volt battery. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's... It's not breaking the magic beam, but it's kind of squishing it and stretching it a little bit. Yeah, it can run on a battery. Whatever. But, you know, at that point, he was running it off of the wall 
and then when we go outside yeah. It, it goes back to, to Trey's definition is we don't need to know why the magic bean works. We don't need to know that at all. We, we only need, need to know, know that how it does. It, we need to know how it works, right. what the rules are. And so it says the rules are it works on 12 volts. Okay. Or at least the it, small guy works power. on 12 yeah. volts. Yeah. yeah. Light yeah. is green. Trap is clean. <laughs> you know, shorthand. Yep. It's got a battery. <laughs> Fucking moving on. Okay. Well, th- this small pellet, you know, this tennis ball it. thing. That cat is Tesla. <laughs> that's a cat is Tesla. Yeah, that's... The, uh, yeah, but, she would do that. But they do actually... You know, tie it together in a way that okay, this ping pong ball size one takes a twelve volt. But if we want to, you know, one big enough for our spaceship, then we need more power. Right. So the fact that they do address that is. Admirable. We will never know why that kid was just sitting outside of the outside of the window. That is, his dad little, was drunk. It is a bit. So of a he question. just decides to like. I just met you today. I'm gonna hang out outside your window. I like to think that Ben called him, but they don't. Tom. They don't cover that. He doesn't have a walkie-talkie. Or maybe he was just on his way over, and then just you know, the window blew out. And he was like, <laughs> "It's like, uh, uh, guys, maybe I should look into that." This is a cool sequence, although you know, I do want to make nothing but Men in Black references throughout it. Yeah, or Flubber. This thing caused the 1967 uh, New York blackout. Flubber was another fun one that I grew up with. Yeah, like I was a little too old for Flubber, but I still watched it because I liked Robin Williams. Well, I watched the original Nutty Professor, and I liked that. And if I recall correctly, the the robot <laughs> in Flubber was called Mebo. Ma? Which is now a internet-based chat client. Yeah, Mebo. I think it was Mebo. Chat room. I'm computer. Sure they had to pay them. Computer. What was the name of the computer robot in Fucking Flubber? Cat. The cat wants the bubble. Now, Ethan Hawke. What has he been doing lately? Was he Training Day? Training Day. Yeah. Training day. What else? He looks mm-hmm. familiar. He looks like Before the guy sunset. from Memento. No, that's Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. They're categorized in the same place in my brain for some reason. Yeah. That's. I don't feel like they look at all alike. That's possible too. I don't know. Do all white men look alike to you, Jake? <laughs> all non-Asians look alike to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, River Phoenix was doing great, and then he killed himself at the Viper Room. Uh, yeah, but this other be, kid... That wasn't necessarily... Exactly. This other kid, I don't know what ever happened to him, but he was good. Corey Feldman? He's not Corey Feldman. That's not, not Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman? Not even no. a little bit. All right. I don't... I thought I could have sworn I saw Feldman's name in the credits. Nope. All right. You just they might have that. just procedurally put I, them in every kid's yeah. age. Like, yeah. Corey Feldman's probably in this, and they just put it in there. <laughs> Chat room I says, wouldn't doubt nor blame them. Ethan Hawke works with Linklater a lot. He does. Yeah. Interesting. What was the... Orson Welles. Yes. You're, no. th- you're, you're thinking of me and Orson Welles. I'm just going to put that out there. Not even a little bit. I'm saying that so that Matt will have to link to me and Orson Welles, and then everyone will watch me and Orson Welles, because oh, I like that movie. Uh, I liked it. Well, you like a lot of bad things. <laughs> I invited you onto my podcast. That's true. There and you look go. how bad that turned out. I, uh, I, all I do is this. I will, exp- <laughs> I, I will explain <laughs> away that because Wolfgang came out here with the intention to experiment with the thingy, that he would have brought power for it, which is why it runs. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I, I think oh, that's, yeah. No, that's not a problem. Yeah. So I think we, we, they deal with the logistics of everything consistently. Ethan Hawke, he rides a fine line. Like He could be annoyingly adventurous, and he could be uh, useless. And he does, he's not either of those things. But he does get them into trouble. He's a, he's a really good person for the audience to latch on to because Wolfgang's like, no, we need to do more testing, which is boring and stupid. And he's like, no, we're going now. Right. This is awesome. We're Basically, the, the, the guy that we don't know the name of is cynical. The guy on, the, on Ethan Hawke, he, he loves space and he's a romantic. And then the other guy is a scientist who requires critical thinking. So Brian is all three of these people. <laughs> All right. 
Ryan, you want to talk about the logistics of the anti-gravity and the force field and all that stuff? Well, yeah, it's interesting because uh, the first time they turn it on here, and um, Wolfgang is just immediately starts free floating as though he's in zero g. He's he's you know he's clearly just hung on some wires so he can turn upside down and and flip around, which which is interesting and kind of makes sense that you know maybe you know since since inertial forces don't seem to penetrate the bubble, maybe gravity wouldn't. Um, and especially for like the first time we're seeing someone inside it, that that's kind of an interesting way to set it up. Wow, there's your puppet groundhog there. I'm all right. But um, but then later on, uh, basically they they kind of don't worry about that in terms of once they get in their little homemade spaceship and get in there. Yeah, they've got the same gravity, and you know, up is up and down is down, and you know, they don't really quite play it that way. I wonder if the reason they did that was because it is literally easier to do a visual effect where someone is just floating than it is to have them be, you know, kind of... Sitting on the bottom like, of yeah, the that, sphere. Because, so, you know, he's not that much smaller than the sphere. He would be kind of, like, leaning up against the back of it, and they'd have to curve right, and then they'd have mm-hmm. to add the bubble to it. Yeah. I think maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, you know. I mean, we, we, I mean, for the parts when they're, like, flying through space, which isn't actually that long of, of, of a sequence, you know, I, I think they just didn't want to have to worry about it being zero-G, and so they're just like, well, no one will think about it. I think it's it's also... Because they're probably not too worried about their target audience being yeah. like, well, what forces do penetrate the bubble? It was easier for them to demonstrate mm-hmm. that there was no inertia inside the bubble if he was going, yeah. and then later That's... they're just sitting and not being crushed by inertia. I love how the Germans have a word for no inertia. <laughs> and it's like 20 fucking letters long. <laughs> Fuck you, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I buy it. I think it's just a way to set it up. Now, this is cool, because it, so far it's following Act pretty nicely, because now we have our situation and our characters, and they're starting to use it and play with it. By I peeping he, on chicks. Because I think, like, let's see, the first Act Break... In a very conspicuous fashion, Yeah, by the they're way. not good at this. He's, he's just, you know, this is no different than if you just put a ladder up to a window and just stood there <laughs> staring in. <laughs> you know, in full visibility right outside. Yeah, you know, you really didn't need a computer for this, homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> there is a tree right there. They, However... Uh, He's sitting in the bubble. Maybe the bubble. That's a good point. Blocks. He's sitting in the bubble. He's sitting in the bubble right now. Oh, good catch, Ryan. Wow, yeah, interesting. Mm. I also I, only Wolfgang is zero. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> That's because they have no inertia in Germany. <laughs> the uh, I also appreciate perfection, <laughs> The visual effects uh, of, of the distortion that happens when you're looking through the sphere at something else. Like that's that's yeah. tricky. I don't know how they would have done that. I well, guess they would have had a second plate from just the camera a little bit farther back, and they're just following that with the mat that they had the bubble in. Are Maybe. you convinced that it's an yeah. optical thing? Uh, as opposed to... A digital? I, I don't think it's a real bubble. No, no. <laughs> I'm but pretty like, sure they didn't actually invent this. They, I mean, they could have been doing it in, in some early digital... Uh, I, think this is, I think this is a little, a little early before, for that. A little I'll, before the times? We, we can look into it. In any case. Yeah. This, in terms of act breaks, I guess the, this would be the first act where they realize they can fly around in it, right? So we... oh. Now we've got a situation, moving into Act 2. And then Act 2 is them learning and, and, and playing with the technology. And then Act 3 is when they have the problem they have to start resolving, which I guess would be when they uh, start like, flying into space. Well, yeah, when they... Or when they, when no, no, it'd be when they get, the, they, get the, they get the message saying, no access, no access, taking you into space and all that stuff. Yeah. Then they have a problem they have to solve. Yeah, pretty much. Meh? Yeah, that, their problem is solved pretty quick. Well, you know, they walk through the well, scary the, spaceship for a while. Yeah, the problem yeah. the problem is <clears throat> that the the whole third act, the whole sequence on the spaceship really has nothing to do with the problem they have, which is we can't control what's going on. Oh, good point. Yeah. They so, set up the problem and then give the wrong solution. Well, they give a complete well, the solution is non sequitur to the rest of the film. 
to be fair though, the the quote unquote problem of oh gosh, the the bubbles out of control and taking us places. That's only about five minutes. It, it's hard. It's hard to justify that as being like a central conflict in the movie. You know, right? I mean? It seems well, like for the most it's part, it's not really. But yeah. it, it builds that way. But it's not, and that's part of the problem. Well, right. yeah, part of the you know the momentum is what's going on here. I mean, this movie or inertia, you could say. Oh, there's no inertia. <laughs> <laughs> Brian likes to talk about uh, Ocean's Eleven as a great example of every scene pointing to the next, and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds, and you're just waiting to get the money. Like the entire movie is here's how we're going to get the money. Next scene, are we close to the money? Closer to the money? Closer to the money? Closer to the money? Right. Everything starts coming together, and it's fucking awesome. And then they get the money, and the movie's over. Right? We stand in front of the Bellagio. The Asian guy can't see over the rail. Credits. <laughs> Explorers is <laughs> that's exactly how I could describe it. Yeah, true. Explorers is uh, technology, new technology, more technology. Understand, understand, understand. Got the ship, got the ship, making the ship, moving ship, 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 ship. Arrive at spaceship. I wonder what they gave this dog. Gum. Peanut butter. Gum. I think you really get I got gum. I got gum. I'm a gum guy. I love this gum. You guys, you guys get what you. You can just take whatever you want. If it has wheels, you can just roll it on it. I got gum. I'm Dog with gum is cute. That dog died immediately thereafter, probably. Yeah. They cut the shot where they roll by the, the dead dog. Just like, <laughs> just like choking oh. on his own. Yeah. So, I mean, it's maybe it's a fundamental problem. And Contact probably ran into this exact same problem, and it just skirted it. It, it avoided it entirely, which is that... Well, they, she does talk to... There's Contact spoilers, yeah, but I guess. Still, she does talk to John Morris for yeah. a little while. Yeah. But it's, it's not the same situation. Like, in Contact, it's the same premise everything's kind of the same building the thing got the technology finding out who's going how we're going to go it how we're going to do this building the thing going there and we see interesting thought process come back home you know okay cool and then they finish out the rest of the movie thematically at home here we have the same things but the order is wrong once we get to the last third because building 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 going 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 get there and then it's just funny for 20 minutes and then they start explaining who they are and why they're there and why they contacted them and then they have to go yeah you're there and you're and you're you have a lot of time to you know, you've had a whole movie, like, or at least the last 15 minutes where you realize they get to a spaceship, where you have questions that you'd like to see answered, except you have to stare at them, do this... All around the world. This, this BS the, for... The, uh, the variety show. For 15, 20 minutes. And, yeah. you, you know. and it just basically shows you flaws in the costumes. So really had, that's a big part of it. Of it yeah. The costumes are pretty cool. I mean. Costumes are pretty awesome. <laughs> they are awesome. very good, but the they're, girl, they're the not good enough to stare at for like oh, literally no. 10 totally minutes. Not. At yeah. one point, the movie literally leaves. The movie kind of walks out, <laughs> yeah. takes a look at the ship, has a cigarette break. Like, <laughs> so showing a shadow on the wall. They're like trying to like, they're like, what other, what other material? We get some B-roll <laughs> we could put in here? What's going on? What, now, how do we deal with a problem like that if we've written this movie where the momentum is great and it's really well, interesting and then how do you, do you just... Is it a fatal problem with the premise, or is there something you can do so that it's interesting and the momentum is still going? No, you could set it up earlier, uh, like really in all of this kind of screen time, thematically set up what their central problem is, even even more central than let's build the spaceship, which is so. Uh, well, create something or adjust what it, what it does exist so that it ties into uh, what the aliens are talking about at the end, maybe. Maybe one of them is scared of doing this because they're just scared of the unknown and they're scared of getting in trouble or they're scared of whatever. And then do set that up in such a way and so that the, what the aliens right. at the end the aliens are, are just as scared as they are. And, right. the, and the moral of the story is just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's bad or Some, something, something like, like that. that. Or, don't, yeah. or don't be scared if you don't understand. Or you have to do something despite being scared of it. Or nobody because has the answers, the, but life will be okay anyway. Yeah. Something that completes an arc as well. I mean, they kind of tried to do something sort of like that with with a, with a comparison between. Oh well, these are just the kid aliens as well, yeah. which is an interesting idea. I like yeah. that. 
that reverse. Except it's used sort of as a joke. Yeah, Yeah. she's a bitch. It's used as a joke as opposed to um, a way to uh, hammer home like a real thematic idea. Mm -hmm. Look at her in a cunt smug face. (laughs) (laughs) I really want that shot of Ethan Hart turning around at the end of the scene and just mouthing silently. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking a knife out of his backpack and licking it at her like, ah. Wow. And by the way, he Dark. gave some really awesome answers about carbon dioxide and Mars. Like that's is that what you would breathe on Mars? If yeah, well, if you could breathe Mars, it, Mars's atmosphere like like would, is like ninety eight percent carbon dioxide. It. You would technically <laughs> breathe it for a little while, <laughs> yeah. for a few. Breaths. Then you wouldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah, but that teacher doesn't believe in creativity or you know knowing stuff. She wants no, it's the true. Answer. And I had some truly awful science teachers myself as a kid. I got I, really lucky actually. I had some I had awesome science we, teachers. My one, I think like my sixth grade science teacher. Would, was one of those teachers that literally just read from the book and was like blah blah blah, blah and then read something about the moon and like the moon surface uh, is the same side of the moon surface always faces the earth because it rotates oh, at the I same the speed story. around and she's like that can't be true <laughs> and she asked the class do you guys think that's true and the class went no uh-huh. does it sound it sounds pretty stupid well, and think like, about it this way: you always see the same fucking moon. Yeah, yeah. I was. You like, never, never see variation the craters, on the moon. The craters always look. The same. Yeah, it's like Yay, t- tidal forces. Mon- After a long enough time, things I, become tidal. Oh. I love eighties montages. This is yeah. probably one of my favorite montages of all time, and it's helped in great. You know, a it's just so adventurous and it's so whimsical. But the music, I love, I love, 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 love the score for this movie, and I think it's Jerry Goldsmith, and just the da da ba 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 da da ba. It's just it's stirring. It's good stuff. And then, you know, this is the second shot of him asleep in the class. Some other guy asleep in the class, which Ryan had a theory about. Yeah, I, I speculated that uh, just the way that it, it looks like this shot could have been an extension of the shot that we left that scene on. And that, they may, that maybe that was just one scene that they decided, oh, editing-wise, we can just cut it in half and then go back to it and then go back to them making the stuff. And then you, you create the, the juxtaposition that suggests that this is over the course of several days. Making some decisions in editing that shape the, the movie. That it sounds like something are, that a, an editor would do. There are a lot of decisions in editing on this one, I think. S- someone that, uh, you know, an editor that's been an editor for a while would do. Make uh-huh. a decision and, and, you know, I have all these scenes in this order, but I think I could do something with them. We're totally going to get an angry letter from John Wright's people. I'm sorry, John or, Wright. Or Dude, Tina. you, look, man, you have, you have, you don't have to make any fucking excuses. You made, you edited Hunt for Red October. You win. It's Although just that movie. shot on the cook lingered a little too it long. Did. That was, that no, was actually, I totally think it didn't, but that's, that's I'm another. I'm kidding. That's John Wright, is also, he's gotten bullshit from us and <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> We're in weird company. <laughs> well, the, uh, the actual, the main editor on this film is uh, Tina Hirsch, who also has directed a shit ton of stuff. Is a very All the teachers editor. in this suck. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> but he's again, Isaac's Mys- great. Here's your paper. You suck. You suck. You suck. You're retarded. Meet me after class. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, also, yeah. that's the world's Ooh, worst cross yeah. dissolve. Okay, no, it was going to be cool. I think they were doing something where, like, the, it was following the flashlight, and it was like an optical effect, not a real transition. But then it just pops but out. Then at it the just end. stops. Yeah, that's a very telling foreshadow for how the movie will. Play. So, how old are these kids supposed to be again? Twelve. Um, twelve, thirteen. All right. Good times. No, got- not not thirteen. Maybe twelve. 10 or, 10 or 11, 12. He's got the beer. We're seeing... Uh, go with 11, 12. This movie deals kids with kids drink. in a... in a. At least it doesn't It doesn't treat them delicately. I mean, they're cussing in the beginning and they're drinking beer now. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I didn't drink beer when I was that age, but I can imagine kids that would have. If I was that age and had a drink of beer, I would spit it out and probably <laughs> like vomit most of my gastrointestinal tract and go, 
this is not liquid that should be drank by anybody. How's your mic chart? Awesome. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me one. Alcohol is poison. You want one? Yeah. Give me a lemonade. Which flavor would you like? The yellow. Yellow. Which yellow? We've got your lime and your yellow. I've never had the lime. The Maybe lime I'll try one? the lime. The lime's yeah. pretty good. Give, go. give, me the, give me that. Yeah. Fortunately, they're twist off. I'll have the lemon. Yes, there's twist off. <laughs> what should we do today? Twist off 5% alcohol beer. That's great. <laughs> what are you guys doing today? Oh, we can do a commentary uh, for explorers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was, oh, hey, look. What's happening? This is cool. I th- what do you guys think of the design of the uh, of the ship? I, I enjoy it very I much. Love it. I it's think very it's, inventive. If, if you grew up with it, it was iconic. I I, I grew up thinking yeah. it was a really cool ship. Like just the the carnival ride style of it. it doesn't have to be airtight, so it can look awesome. Right, totally. But it is airtight, isn't it? No, they, no, 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 no. The ball is the airtight. Bubbles airtight. Oh, oh right. right. That, the but carnival the ride? Not. No. It, 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 it is a nice perfect that they, like, po- that they point that out. Like that is actually yeah. part of the sequence of events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice because sort of like okay, well your ship fits into a bubble, so what? shape do you make it and they you know it, it's I, t- totally pyramid. possible that they get the uh, <laughs> that they get the uh, you know the uh, carnival ride uh, spherical uh, bucket seat although we there. talk about later how it's fortunate that that's the correct size to go into the ship yeah that's yeah they have perfectly you know their ship sized tunnels in the in the uh, spaceship that they cruise there science I, advisor I, it's odd how <laughs> for like several things that little checklist thing Ethan Hawke is like okay I got it but then the other two kids beat him to it it's just this weird, I don't know, weird bit of business that la- I noticed last night. Like he says, he, "I got it," and then someone else does. Well, he he like goes for the motion, like to go do it, but then somebody beats him to it. Oh yeah. But he doesn't seem to get upset by like three or four times in a row. Somebody like goes cutting to do it. off, and he's the he's the explorer. He's the one. They're like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." I and think somebody, he's just so excited to like be doing it. Like I guess doesn't so. Matter Look at what happens here. He's about to dump switches. out the supplies. And then the other kid becomes Tony Shalhoub in Galaxy Quest, and he's just like grinning and eating <laughs> cheese sticks. Um, science advisor Brian, yeah, what happens if you have a force field through which no air can escape, and you start pumping in gas? Well, if you have an air, with the, with the air pressure just increase, if you have an airtight container, since force fields aren't real, uh, and you add pressure to that, <laughs> say you have an air tank inside of that bubble, mm-hmm. and then you start to release that, you're adding pressure to the now I how mean, does, how does, yeah, that, does, the, does yeah, liquid I, oxygen escape as a gas is that tank creating gas or is it just it's just adding highly, oxygen to liquid the, oxygen the thing. no liquid oxygen is liquid right but that's, that's just that's compressed an, air that's, that's just compressed. compressed air oh so that the is, idea okay. is like what, what's happening tank. when you're when you're what what they're doing is you're letting out this compressed air into the room and you're all you're doing is trying to let them equalize just very very slowly so yeah if they're trying to just make up for that like consider like a leaky rowboat yeah. They're just trying to keep the water level the same. Right. Wait. Well, with the carbon that, dioxide. That doesn't make any sense because no, 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 you wouldn't no. want water in the room. Well, they're just trying to get themselves oxygen to breathe. But it's not a perfect All I'm metaphor. saying is if you if you completely let everything out of that tank, the pressure in your bubble would be much higher and the pressure in the tank would be much lower until you'd reach some sort of balance that would be very uncomfortable as a human. Probably. Yeah, isn't, yeah. Isn't the tank just highly dense gas in a, in a thingy? Yeah. yeah. And then it escapes out. I mean, it wouldn't whatever amount of... I don't know physics well enough to explain myself, even ask the question. Wouldn't there be the same amount of gas regardless because it's already in there in the tank and it's just shifting where it's located? It's just about the is it is it adding to the no, air pressure it, or is it's it just the, yeah. it's about the environments? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, it depends. If you're adding more gas from that cylinder than is leaking out, right? Like if it imagine it this way, like change the situation and make it just be a, a tank of water. If you start pouring out the water, it doesn't change how much air pressure is in the world. It's not so. In- so as as they fly and as they're releasing air in their tank, then yes, the the density, the pressure of the bubble is increasing over time. 
All right. It would be like going from like the top of a, of a so high altitude mountain down through the whole thing. You would just keep getting their ears. Their ears, are, oh, their sure, ears are popping. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. their ears are popping. Actually, they do that. They he says like oh, hold your ears or whatever. Like when they when he turns off the bubble later and they, the pressure changes. Right. Good point. So, Coco. Coco. Now, the who are the other two dogs? Coco. That's what uh, I want to know. This movie. Chanel sucks. and number five. Oh. <laughs> He's headbutting yeah, his microphone. You're... It's going to fall down. Visual gags were great on the radio. Can you... The chat room loved it. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> so here we had them flying around, and uh, I think it's a little while before the uh, the helicopter comes and finds them. We're but... 40 minutes in, and we're just now having our first flight. Like, that's this movie could have started with them flying in the first 15, 20 minutes. I'm glad it didn't. I suppose. Well, technically it did in terms of they didn't have a ship, but they went in it and cruised around a little bit. That's fun with it. They were lucky enough to find a ship, but not so fortunate as to find land. Well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only time in history someone's made a reference to the latter two pirate sequels. By the way, that's the only time it's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of yourself. You, you feel good. I we'll, like to. Be, I like to be an explorer. We'll make you a medal. No, this be one good. time I had a really convoluted and an unneedless un- un- or unnecessarily complex sequence of events. So that was in its own way a reference to the pirate sequels. <laughs> <laughs> So did that? Did that? Ooh, happen? that was a bumpy ride, but you made it. Anyway, <laughs> hey, look, they're flying. That was cool runnings, Brian. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Check it out. They're going places. This uh, is cute. Going places. He, uh, he, he says they're watching. Things. They're watching Star Killer, which is obviously a reference oh, to um, oh. yeah, first draft of uh, Star Wars. First drafts. The first forty-five drafts. When Han Solo was fucking Luke Skywalker. And I mean, it's it was Bob like, Picardo. Bob Picardo. Why do I not know him? He has hair. He's a. Uh, he well, he's probably most famous for uh, playing the Doctor on Star Trek Voyager, and a little role as um, a, the Rear Admiral something or other in Mega Shark Two. Oh boy, Mega Shark versus Crocosaur. Crocosaur coming yeah. soon to you from the Asylum. Coming soon from the Asylum. What yes, other exciting do. features are they releasing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. I love this. Like last night, I totally did not do this on purpose. I did not make the connection. Sorry, my mic is jiggling now because I headbutted it. I didn't make the connection that the the guy is just sitting there like, see that? That's called a traveling mat. And she's like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> not impressed at all. Uh, and then later, there was an effect, like like literally in this sequence. And I was like, oh, you can see the traveling mat. And then everyone just stared at me like I was an asshole. I didn't realize I had made her. <laughs> it was just fucking dumb. It's terrible. Well, no, I liked, uh, Ryan was like, yeah, that's, that's, she's not impressed. So that's, that's realistic. This, right? yeah, this yeah. is accurate. This movie that's, is accurate. She will not sleep with so you based on your visual not effects knowledge. I'm my visual effects knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a little Wrath of Khan reference right there with his hand kind of like up. I'm sure. Shivering the same way like I mean, Khan's does. He makes a Star Trek reference here in a second anyway. And there's Star Wars references and there's, you know, this island earth and whatever. It's weird how beefy he looks. Now, here's something a little... Never pictured Bob Picardo as the hunky Yeah, no, it's hero. weird, right? Yeah. It's a little odd here. What happens is they go through the concession stand mm-hmm. and rattle the concession stand, and then it cuts to footage of the set where the sci-fi movie is happening, right? It doesn't Pres- cut presumably, to... It doesn't cut to the movie screen. It cuts to inside that movie. And what right. happens is inside the movie, things shake, and they sort of stop reading lines and look confused. Yeah. It makes it seem like they're actually performing this live and, and reacting it. to what's happening. Right now, what I think they were trying to do yeah. was—I think they was, were. Sorry, I think they were just trying to like mess with the fourth wall a little bit. But well, I don't—I don't think so. I, no, I, I think what they were trying to do was just intercut what was happening in the movie with what was happening here, so it would be kind of a cute thing where it's like. See, but 
I mean, the difference is only intention. The difference is is yeah is did they intend for it to be like they're watching this thing happen, or did they intend for it to be something happened in the movie and they were just cutting back and forth to be cute? It's it's very the weird. weird. The it's weird. It's not, like, it's not clear. Is it, the thing you, because yeah. what, I think it's part of the part of the fact that they do it twice. Yeah, and it makes yeah. and even regardless of what their intention was, it makes no sense. Well, it, okay, it would have worked if if they had done the thing where it's like the stuff shakes and then they're like, oh god, they're attacking again, and then and then you cut to the ships and then they're crashing through the thing and then you come back to them and it's like we're taking every fire or like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you they you all remind just, you that it's the movie and it's but just they funny, just look you know? confused. Yeah, they are. They, yeah, they really are like, oh my god, are, what's there an earthquake you know like what yeah and that second shot just goes on it's like for a like pleasant a few seconds there. yeah <laughs> yeah that did not work so that could have been fixed no. by like you know not being there i bet edgar right but that, that you mean john Wright? or john Wright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that part okay this is a great effect shot by the way i gotta point out this one is really fantastic the way the light interacts you mean yeah yeah well and i mean it's there's three things going on there's there's the ship the copter and the plate and the light which is very interactive and the background's a miniature Mm-hmm. Looks like a miniature to me. And it's nice. Also, the bubble is very... It's in a state where it's, like, invisible, unless it gets hit with a real hard light. And they actually have very accurate sort of, like, reflections on mm-hmm. it from the light of the, right. the copter. And it has, you know, the constant spec hit. And the part that kills me is when the, the copter is shining light at the camera from the opposite side, and you get that, Volumetrically like, Volumetrically shines around yeah, it. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now... It's, it would be easy to do now. I don't even know how you'd do that with a, with a series of layered optical effects. I have to think they probably had the, the ship and the copter actually shining a light in the same plate, you know. That makes sense. And that's did, uh, did I, it sort of for real. That's the, the only the plausible explanation plate. I can think of. All right. So, here we have the introduction of the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And he is confused and angry and wants to know what's going on. Yeah. And he wants to take it down and he doesn't like it. As far as we He's are the led crotchety to understand. old adult. He's he swallowed his gum. And he <laughs> Maybe he's like a reembodiment of the dog. Perhaps. Because the dog had gum, and we were worried he was going to swallow it, and then he swallowed his gum. Maybe something has happened here Sorry. that is outside the realm of our understanding. I and like your theory. You better run and put that on IMDb. Indeed. And, and you know what? Uh, that I think it was probably haunt- it was part of the, the problem with his is the fact that, okay, like you just said, that was our interaction, our introduction to that character. But later on, we learned that, oh, he's having these dreams, and he's part of the Close Encounters kind of group thing. Yeah. If if that's if you want that idea there, that should have been our introduction of him like working on his own thing. Yeah, or and like, then he gets called to like we have a UFO, you got to go check it out. But, and there's whatever it is, there's this. But that, for that to be the interaction, that's one kind of character versus the other kind of character we get later. Yeah, and when the two sheriffs see this, you know, floating carnival ride, I feel like they would be more surprised than what's that? Let's sh- let's order it down. Like raw. if it looked like a spaceship or like a weird aircraft, then it'd be like I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't. If it looked like a non-UFO flying thing, they'd be like, I don't know what that is. That's weird. I mean, you think if it looked like a flying saucer, they'd be freaked out. But right. I think they'd just be like, I've never seen that plane before. I don't know what's well, going on. But it's seriously like a, it's like a junk pile. I would be. Yeah. I would be like, I would the be, fuck. I would be a little bit more confused and concerned than they seem to be. Well, he's Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller. <laughs> I barely know her. I don't know. I just attorney at law. I just think that this entire like. They injected this Kong plot Kong. to kind of like, oh, and there's problems on the ground. They're going to get caught. Yeah, Sense of urgency. You know what, though? I, what they're doing is they're adding a ticking clock. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but and I, good, and I feel like you could have done that cleaner. Mm-hmm. You could have, and it would have been really simple just to make their reactions valid. Yeah. They're, you know, that seems pretty straightforward how you would have done that rather than, you know, and even like with that, this guy, you know, once had a vision of the bubble as well and tried to do it and it didn't work. Like, you know. I think it could. They could have. Uh, one thing they could have done is is have it be a little bit kind of like it is now, where it's kind of like, uh oh, this guy's after him. 
But then we spend just a little more time following this guy, and then we realize, oh, he's having the dreams too. He's not really after them to like get them. He's after them because he thinks this may be related, or he wants to know more, or it's mm-hmm. just that explorative, inquisitive nature in him that would mean that he would get and the dreams. And then the kids are scared because they assume that he's just out to right. stop them. But then you do the thing where he actually gets to them and then helps them. In yeah. some way. And that ties back into the the theme but of what like, we were talking about before. Basic, yeah. But that stuffs a lot of stuff into the first two thirds, which are already good. It's not we could also, do, we could also with, just cut him out. That's, you could do that with three one, one or two more scenes. Yeah, three that, would yeah. be nice. Or three, just him three, not being a, a yeah. crazy dick at Ethan Hawke. Like, I got your jacket. I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to rape you. <laughs> and then all he does is he runs after them. He sees them take off, and he's like, Godspeed, kids. Or yeah, no, it's like, he's like, what? Wait. Yeah, and then he's just like, ah, wonder. Wonder if children. if he could have helped them like tangibly as yeah. an adult, that would rather have been than just really scare good. them and go like, ah, oh, Godspeed you. Yeah, John Pavlich in the chat room is bringing up an interesting point, which I will continue to develop. Uh, we were talking about gravity and how it's sort of inconsistent. Dep- since we have no ground rules for what gravity does inside the thing, because it's it's yeah. inconsistent. The question is, what happens when they're in space? Yeah. Well, the bubble is still airtight. Well, it's airtight, so they can breathe. Yeah. But floating, not floating. Gravity. They're, they're, it, they no should gravity be in, in zero g. In either scenario, yeah, like, like we, yeah. we haven't established if there is or is not outside gravity affecting it. If but, there was, if there was not outside gravity affecting it, they should be floating all the time. If there was, then they should be they should be sitting on the bubble when they're in atmosphere, and then once they're in zero g, floating in the bubble. If we're taking but, the movie, but, it, honest, honestly, like variable gra- doing variable gravity in in film is so difficult and such a pain in the ass that it's just one of those things that even me as as a, as hardcore for like the hardest science fiction you can possibly get, it's one of those things you just have to give them. Because like yeah. to tr- to try to make '80s hair like float as if it's in zero g, no, thank that's, you. that's pretty easy because it already does. Yeah, it just doesn't move though. You got you got to have the movement, and there was yeah, there was just Aquanet everywhere. It's just too difficult in, in the vast majority of circumstances to reproduce, unless you wanted to stick these kids on the vomit comet and Which rebuild that set. Did the vomit comet exist? In it existed, but not not for <laughs> filmmaking purposes. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew. It was classified. It was deemed classified. Mr. Nimziki. It was not really classified, by the way. You're you're fired. And our second scene with... You know what? You know what probably happened is... is, uh, And a sop with camel in the background for some reason. Somebody said, we gotta gotta, gotta cut this. They confiscated that from the drug dealer. (laughs) We gotta cut the sheriff's plot, but you're like, you know, we spent a lot of money renting that helicopter, (laughs) flying that thing out. We gotta keep it in, so... You know what it might have been? They might have already had the effect shot and said, this is too great of an effect shot not to have it make sense in the movie. Hmm. I don't know. For multiple reasons it, For, involving yeah. expense, well, you, I think, I, <laughs> there's things you have to keep there. I yeah. think the clock is important. I think they had to take off. They had to do this now yeah, because otherwise, yeah. like, you know, the law was going to catch up with them and make them stop because it's dangerous and take it away from them because it's science and it's important or whatever. Like, I think that is a good impulse. I think that's an important it's, impulse. It's a driving in the force in, the, in, the, in that it's part just, of the movie handled so clumsily as compared to so much other stuff in this movie i think it looks like swamp gas wait i want to read about the city council vetoing <laughs> the library funds wait wait library funds <laughs> save the clock tower <laughs> Goldie Why, wh- Wilson I, I wouldn't put a wire above the helicopter launching area myself i, I think that was in the foreground no i think it was going right over the helicopter and it just floated through it i guess what happened i'm gonna put that on i to be too <laughs> Got any other smarmy comments to make, Ryan Weaver? Motherfucker, he's grinning like an asshole. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep letting you just hang out there, and it just gets better and better. 
God, she's kind of she's she's maternal and terrifying. That's that's Germany. That's, <laughs> that's the motherland. She, it is Father, fatherland. It's fatherland. And Germany. Russia. Is fatherland. Russia. Wait, no. Yeah, Russia's Russia is motherland. motherland. Germany is fatherland. That that's how hardcore the Germans are. They don't even refer to their country as a woman. Even their country as a dude. Well, their their language has feminine and masculine. I'm trying to so figure I'm out assuming. which country would be the funniest for the setup as uh, stepfatherland. Like I think it would be like a, an America England thing, but I can't make it work. Would it be Denmark? Make that joke work in your head. <laughs> I gave you the pieces. Yeah, you can totally <laughs> see the space. Hey, you do it. You can totally see it there. See yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's red. Yeah. I didn't notice it the first few times I saw this. I but. didn't until just now. Yep. I was trying to look in people's yards, see what they were doing back there. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> this guy's just peeping on people, sunbathing out there by their pools. How does that make him any better than our protagonist? <laughs> our protagonist did that shit. True no, I was watching what the this fuck last is he night? making? Okay, you know when what? I He's got to be trying to make the circuits, actually. Those look like yeah, switches and stuff. Th- I think that's the idea, but when I watched it last night, I was like, is he into Warhammer? What's those going are, on back there? Those are drill bits, not paintbrushes, so it's not model. I think you're right. I think oh. he's making the circuit. Yeah. I think he's trying to make it. Yeah. He just doesn't know enough. Wow, that makes this even make... Well, now it's like there's a full subplot that they totally lost, and having this one senior is just evidence of that subplot that they cut out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in this scene, if we didn't have this scene, we would have absolutely no insight into his motivation like we would he, he would be the guy that's just yeah. after yeah, the, the kids that, that were takes... flying but you wouldn't need it the fact exactly that... it's yeah. like it, by existing it, it needs to exist but if you removed it it would be fine well you get you get in one scene you see him making the circuit board and talking about how he has the dreams but then you, it never comes up again you get the sense that okay he's a lawman and shit's going down in his skies and he's gonna fix it he's gonna figure out what it is because that's his job and he wants to be good at his job done boy's not going anywhere lawman from what i understand it's pretty cold outside you said lawman, and that's I only have Firefly for that. Chloe, I believe you had something to say. Uh, no, I'm good. There was, right. uh, we're done. All right. Mowed on through it. Mowing on through it. It's a tree. <laughs> Lori. Lori, come back. We can have sex in dreams. I, I normally fly around in my window through clouds. <laughs> like, don't you? It's a dream. We can have unprotected sex in dreams. <laughs> we're 13. We do that, right? <laughs> That's awful. He tries to bang her in the navel. <laughs> Spock is flying around in here somewhere. I am merging with Vija. As is the hacking with in hackers. I like all yeah. the, the screen too. with the eyeballs on it. That's very. <laughs> and the Lex from Jurassic Park is like, I know this system. I also love the part. You know, we're getting all this voiceover. So, like now they go down the tunnel, and all the kids go, "Whoa!" <laughs> That was probably a pretty funny ADR session. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. As fun as any. Hey, hey, figure. Ah, ah, Talk about the evolution of the idea. What idea? Oh, yeah. Right. That's actually a very good uh That did happen su- rather suddenly here. Yeah. It did, but I, I don't know. I think, I think that's a logical... Since, they've been, since theoretically oh, yeah. they've been putting dreams in his head, I think it's... Sure. And yeah. then they saw that other people were in the bubble. They're like, we can include more of them. Maybe that's, you know... Mm-hmm. Well, it could also be a thing where it's just sort of like those who get the message consistently. You eventually sort of be you can you can see the other people. If they hung around long enough, they'd get the co- the sheriff. You know, he'd he'd show up in the dreams too, probably. Probably would be mm-hmm. yeah the implication. I I, w- I wonder why. I mean, it's not a well thought out subplot, so that's in reality why. But I wonder yeah. story wise why the sheriff is in <laughs> in the dreams with that'd them. Be, that'd be great so because theoretically they, he's been getting them longer, so he he would have had he so he already, he already got this piece. And we can't just say that it's because he's Dick Miller. Dick Miller? I barely know her. 
That sounds terrifying. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to subject any girl to the dick mill. <laughs> I'm not going to dick miller. <laughs> See, you made the joke. I was just playing out the reality of it. Actually, that was originally that was my Jessica Christopher song. Nolan take on your joke, man. That's the gritty reality. <laughs> <laughs> Some girls like it though. Um, <laughs> Taking a lot of girls to the dick mill. Give a dick mill. <laughs> we have a dick room and a dick mill. Which well, do you want to go to? Oh, God. What would have been great about the sheriff getting in on the dreams, too, is like they're, they're running from the sheriff, you know, all the time. They're really scared. And then the dude fucking comes after them in their dreams. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's a horrifying sequence right there. The Freddy Krueger of science fiction. Absolutely. In his helicopter. Now, I don't I understand you. what's happening in this scene. I don't remember what they're doing here. He it's got he got power the more, source, right? Yeah, the more information they got actually creates oxygen. So yeah. rather than having to use the scuba tanks, they can actually... Apparently, like it made the bubble, really? it can make out. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, the, yeah. That's what was. That's what that that's what missing doing. piece was. That's what I was talking about. Was it would equalize? So, it, I don't think it spontaneously generates oxygen. I think it's more of a scrubber. That would make interesting. Sense. Yeah, but the original plans had no data about a seat. <laughs> contact. See, it's this movie is still contact, kind of. This means something. What was this? The, is important. There was also the comparison with the cop in Close Encounters, wasn't there? Um, weren't we talking about that a little bit? No. Oh no! It was that all the people are getting the the messages independently. Yeah. And some people are doing something. And with some it. people some like happen to the sequence of events works out for them that they like. I forget how they describe, it, but like they all have the same vision and they all feel compelled to express it in some way. And then some of them happen to see on the news that this this shape that they have is you know this place. And some of them happen to go to this place. Some of them succeed. Blah blah. How does he know that the visions he has? are attached to making a space bubble because theoretically he's never been able to make it work. Is there an implication that he makes that connection? Yeah, because he says I've... Well, I think he's... He understands that they're related, but I don't understand No, I don't think he does. I think 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 that was an unrelated scene where he's talking to his friend about dreams. That's more for us, the audience, to go, oh, he's I think he's just following them because he saw it and then he did a search for it and then he saw it down in the trench. He found the craft. So he's looking at it in the trench. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the jacket out of the thing and finds the kid with the name on the jacket and I says, are you involved with the flying thing? What's he'll go the, the rest thing? of his life not knowing that these weird dreams he's been having are related to that UFO. Although, that is sort of negated by the fact that when they escape barely when he's trying to get them and they take off, he looks at it and kind of goes, well done, kid. Well done. Yeah. Which, he- which could be that he's saying, you made it. Holy God, you guys actually pulled it off. That's great. Or he could just be saying, you got away. Well, well done. <laughs> I, 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 it's like this movie is. I've never encountered a foe as cunning. Like as I don't you think before. cops do that. I don't think that happens. No. Like you're like punching up a drug dealer and like trying to throw him on the ground and it just <laughs> runs off like a crab. It's like and oh, then you just do well the, done, man. You just well give done. him the slow clap. <laughs> well done. Cool runnings. <laughs> no, I think I saw that See, in an episode of CSI. And he totally like creeps him out, and he's kind of a dick about it. And yeah, it's rawr. totally the he's it scares him, and he's you're mean. coming to my van. I've. There's no candy, only rape. Angry, angry old man rape. Just like right now he's deciding, I can't chase him because that would look wrong. I'll get into my car. Yeah, my car, my cop car. Wait, it my doesn't cop look car like that has no now headlights it's just, on. Now, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Ford POS. It looks exactly like that car. And here's your ticking clock. I guess the ticking clock is only active for this baby right sequence though so it's not end, a big deal. it comes in right when they need it or else it's yeah. like yeah let's I just mean, keep trying things i think that's also part of the problem is it just comes in exactly when you need it and not any time before so it's like would well, have been, well, been nice to how start useless, set up a little earlier yeah. yeah how useless is a ticking clock when it only comes in when you guys are ready to go anyway mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good point i guess the sheriff i guess the best move would have been to remove him 
I, I think he could have been used I, better. If yeah, he, like no, I yeah. said, we just, bring him in earlier. We expand his his, his plot a little bit more. Give, give it a little more something going on there. But that has and we know how how that subplot affects the theme and have the full fledged. But then that has theme. But that has to be paid off too, because then we have to talk to the aliens about okay, well, why did you talk to the sheriff? Why did you talk? You know, maybe did they, they age say much we, we did, did they say we gave everyone those dreams and only you three or four now are the people that noticed it. Are the people that we followed? Why did we follow them? I just, I because just we follow the kids because this is their story. This is the story of how when these kids got the dream, they went to the spaceship. But mm-hmm. if that's our story, he doesn't have anything to do with it. And, and if he suddenly has the dreams and we know that that's part of the movie, we have to deal with him as a character in the story, too. But like I was saying, if he like helped them at the end or something, yeah. that he's, he's an important part of their story then. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Is Ideally, anything that happens or any, any detail in your film should... Should be should affect necessary. how the, yeah should be necessary should affect how the film ends and how the story resolves. And now he has a sense of wonder that why nice going, kid. why nice why yeah. yeah. Now here's the thing, he's going to spend the rest of his life in that situation where he he gets to help them. A flying does he, does he go with them onto the spaceship or does he not? Like because if he doesn't come, he spends the rest of his life going. Well, if he doesn't go, <laughs> uh-uh. he spends the rest of his life. I helped those kids go to space. I'll bet you that was great for them. Yeah. Eh. He's, he's, it seems like tidier just to cut him out. He's fine. <laughs> no, just... Uh, he's not decide, fine. He's Dick whether, Miller. Decide whether or not he's the driving time force antagonist, in which case there's really no good reason for him to have had the dreams. Or, you know... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. or he could yeah, show could, up you, after they get there with his own little bubble that he made, looking at their plans. And then when the dad comes and he comes, it's thematically relevant. Yeah, that's that's that, also that a possibility. He shoots out their tires and so long, suckers, and then flies away in his <laughs> bubble. <laughs> see, it's, it's like monsters. A, it's like a shoot, poem. Shoot. They rhyme. <laughs> oh, oh, stop wasting my time. And hit you in the head. Stop it. <laughs> so here they get. T- I, I didn't. We didn't mention it before when it first happened, but. I love the uh, the alien text that takes over their computer, which is just English in a weird font. Yeah. <laughs> they speak in web digs! <laughs> they speak in web digs. All right. Now, let's play real close attention here, because at some point in the next 10 minutes, maybe 15, depending on what we decide, this movie is going to stop being a movie and start being a waste of time. I'll, I'll tell you. I've already mentioned it, but I'll tell you exactly where it happens. I think... When them getting on the ship and them walking around is all sure. fine. It's yeah. exploring. It's yeah. still it's still progress in terms of the movie. The pro- the movie is still marching forward. Right. They're looking for the aliens. Yeah. While the maze doesn't make much sense, it's still vaguely interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been an interesting have have them be more obvious sort of intelligence tests and sort of like things yeah. that you know but like and base, also basic imagination physical, tests. but basic tests about physicality imagination. Asterisk. Come back to that. Sure. Basic physicality tests, I think, are superfluous once you've flown to the spaceship. But imagination test is cool. And I think <laughs> that's what they're saying is happening with third guy when he has the plasma ball effect on his head. Yeah. Yeah. How much would it suck if, like, okay, aliens gave us this puzzle that we had to solve and we as humanity collectively decide to send our world's smartest man. <laughs> and then they get there and it's like, of course we sent Stephen Hawking. So, like, they're like, oh, oh you guys are all oh, this, oh, this physical puzzle. Oh, Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Shit. Oh, well. Brian, did you see that picture I posted on your Facebook of Data hanging out with Stephen Hawking? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, interesting piece of Star Trek trivia. Stephen Hawking is the one man in all of Star Trek history to ever play himself. 
He was on Star Trek? He yep. is, yeah. He, he cameoed. He played poker with, um, <laughs> with Einstein, Newton, and Data. And Data, yeah. Very Cause, cool. Because Data created a holodeck program. He, he actually emotes more than you'd think he could in that yeah. episode. I was seeing it again. He's, he, he chuckles and makes a wisecrack at Einstein. It's great. Interesting. And wins, of course. I just wins think he's eating a sandwich. Like, this I love awesome. the idea. That's when the old man fails, is when he's going through the imagination tests. Because he's you know old and, so and hardened, but the young old. kid who's all enterprising and and, and, and romantic about the, the space adventure part <laughs> of it can get through it. Enterprise. <laughs> I don't know about the part where the, the I, I like the I'm, I'm playing with the imagination test. I love that idea. Well, I don't think the other I don't think the old guy should ever get into space. though, is the thing. I mean, meh. That's that's weird. Whatever. Like, would they just send him home? Like, eh, no, they kill him. You know. <laughs> space pirates, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love the imagination test. I don't know how that would play out. And how that would alter the proceedings, but at least that's the, it's continuing the sense of wonder, and that means that there's more stuff happening in space that's interesting. And at the end, you can just have the aliens for ten minutes explaining why they called and what they're doing there, as opposed to filling all that time in space with them having a fucking Ed Sullivan show or or time type again back into the theme where it's you know. Uh they present both of them with something scary, and they see how they react, and the old guy, you know, gets defensive or pulls his gun or whatever, and that's enough to be like, okay, we're we're definitely scared of him because he he has the the bad gun thing. But these kids are. Why do you have a gun in space? But these kids, however they do, pass the test. Well, yeah, With that's their what I was innocence saying. Innocence and wonder. Right, totally. Whatever it is, they're, and they're... swearing and drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are Irish. <laughs> Is the problem. That's the big deal here. No, I think they're just from the UK. Yeah, that will work. I swear to God, I saw like 10-year-olds smoking when I lived in London. I've seen 10-year-olds smoking, but they're usually like also carrying an M16. Yeah, that's... that's Is that like... London? Am I thinking Sh- of London? Yes, you're thinking of London. No, you're thinking of Belfast. Oh, yeah. Good point. That, w- that, w- that was an Irish yeah. Republican Army joke. Whee! When I was growing up... I like this. This is a nice. I like very the. Simple I, I like the one shot where they're upside down for yeah. that one shot. It's like what? When I was growing up, I was watching Explorers and Star Wars, and um, I was fucking afraid that I was going to walk through a room and it would open up into a tunnel and I would slide through it for a couple hours. Like that's something that happens in all these movies. Just the hatch opens right under you, and then you're just tumbling through these these giant tubes. Not worried about my hand getting cut off. Worried about the tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> like Empire started it, and this movie like reinforced it. The cool thing is, like looking back on it now, the sound design of him walking. Dong, 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 dong. Yeah, they got a lot of wacky reverb on these. Yeah, it's good stuff. I don't know what the purpose of this tube is. I think it's just to it's, suck up little boys. It's to strain out, you know, size of being. So what they purpose. want is little. Oh, they want big people. Yeah. So if like a, an appropriately small person came all the way up and then got sucked into the tunnel of doom, yeah, they just they fall. would just go right down and go back into the liquid. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, and then they Hang out with the Dianaga for a while. Yeah. Die early. All right. Because yeah, fuck them. I like this ship. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, uh, this is a big set. This is a large room. Yeah, they did good. Yeah. And put a lot of dry ice on the floor. Also, probably why they were hesitant to cut any of this out when really they should have. Mm-hmm. But like you said, really, this part's, this stuff's yeah, all fine. This is this fine. This is fine. So. It's when it looks neat. Yeah, the variety show in front of a TV screen is like that's cuttable. Well, yeah, I mean the the point is not, they not are exploring. Things. They are it's the sure. sense of wonder is driving them to find out what's going on, mm-hmm. and the the giant House of Horrors spaceship can be part of that. That's cool. 
and they get separated, which seems kind of deliberate at one point. Like at yeah. first, it's like he right. just goes down the wrong tube, but then later they separate River Phoenix away so that he can go to the Viper Room and it's die. Like, oh, they're all getting their own individual tests. Right. Yeah, and yeah. you know, just but, but make sure none of them suck. But they don't play up the tests thing. Like the kid getting little plasma ball brain is the only one that's kind of a test. Nope, Spider. The spider comes up and sucks on him for a little while, like they do. <laughs> But they don't it, really explain why they took the picture of, his, of the chick either. It's lonely so, in space. Yeah, it's a machine that's, that's that needs spider really needed something to. <laughs> yeah, it's got two dicks, sir. Yeah. Two, <laughs> and it's been in space forever. All that thing can do is the Dick Miller. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner of the episode is Brian. This thing is. This is creepy. It's terrifying. Giant it's, stop action really screwed me up, and I was yeah. a mecha spider. Tim Burton spider <laughs> thing. <laughs> Why is it a Tim Burton? We really spider? need a giant spider to come out in the third like act. Something Tim Burton would make. because it's stop motion. It's stop That's motion why. and it's made of metal and it's clunky and it's scary. That Sorry. sounds like that sounds like Tim Burton. <laughs> no, it's stop motion and metal and it's clunky. I like the uh, transmission squeaky. sound there, just the, the car <laughs> squealing out there. Giant protractors. Ichuta. <laughs> yeah, this thing's funny. Kuchu clunky. Compliance. Oh yeah, that too. Compliance. Oh. Okay. Are we? We're still adventuring. Yes. We're, yes. I am yeah. still interested. This is still less interesting, but it's not plummeting off the cliff yet. Like it's still. You, you want to. You want to see where it's going. Our 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 knowledge of what's coming really taints the interest level on this because this is still totally fine. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, I guess like that's you're true. like, what the hell is going I agree. on? I, agree. I don't want to yeah, break yeah, out yeah, my yeah. phone yeah. and start playing Sudoku yet. Yeah. But I will. And I know that's This coming. is a creepy shot right here when they both are heading down their bodies, these little sniffer sucker things. <laughs> and they both kind of look at each other like the velociraptors in the kitchen and go, Tell, yeah, I'm going to blow that kid. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're thinking? <laughs> you, notice that vol- one get, you notice that one is disgusted in Jurassic Park and goes, Rah! So the velociraptors didn't want to eat them. They wanted, never mind. You can't play these things out. Uh-oh. That it's not a down. perfect Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's looking. Uh-oh. It's looking. Penis alert. Penis, Penis alert. alert. <laughs> The alarms go off as soon as they look at the crotch. That's not now, a good sign. Why? I don't get the picture thing. I like. I, I love the idea of this machine coming to test them and make sure they're okay. Or you know, it's just something that's in its way, like it's the cleaning machine, or, and, and they have to deal with it. But I don't understand that the the reconciliation of the robot and them is that. Oh, oh, he has a picture. Okay, he's good. He, Maybe cl- he it's checks slightly out. clairvoyant, and it knows it has something that it's slightly embarrassed about. I, that's that's a really far stretch, and I don't like it. But that's as that's the best I, I really can can't think of anything like is it that they must be meaningful and loving because they care? no I don't know what it is is it maybe just that they have oh they have printing press technology that's they passed that test I don't know what it is I, think I have it's no idea the spider thing has a whistle sound and it wants to use it <laughs> it's a good thing it doesn't taste very good and here goes River Phoenix off in the little you know you know that's like Last Crusade inside there is the lady like looking in the map. <laughs> Alam. I always thought she was saying Allah, and I thought that didn't make any fucking sense because they were all about God. Yeah, I thought that for a while too as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I got smart. Am I right? Every. <laughs> How's your mics? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's good radio. Yeah. Okay, so he's the first to make contact, and contact, boy, he does make. Oh, James Cromwell was the first one to make contact. We've been over this, people. He's not in space. Nah, but, like, off screen, that that kid totally got a handjob from that. (laughs) Oh, God, yes. It's not good. 
That's yeah. why your face is so bloated. She just had an allergic reaction. You're right. That smoke is backwards up there. Yeah, I yeah. told you. And then in a second, it goes forward. I never noticed that. Notice the bubble, and then it disappears. There are several of those. Oh, I don't know what's going on there. They're a little optical thing. Now, this is like the imagination room, because that little ball looks like the uh, ball that she uses to control the uh, the TV and all that other wondrous stuff at the end. Maybe. And then he gets this weird zapping thing in his head, which I have to wonder, is that what this tube is? Is this a chair for the zapping? I don't... It's the alien MRI. Maybe. It definitely... I don't get what's happening it here. Pull, it scans his memories, because they, they yeah. show big flashes of everything that's been happening lately. You watch, so... You're right. They're scanning his memories. Yeah, they're just scanning his brain stuffs. Although he has knowledge of future. Watch Darren have a beard. <laughs> You've been sitting there for twenty years. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we're about to meet our little guy Does, here. Did that? Did that pay off in some way though? Did they? Did they mention? No, well, they're just. I don't think they're so. just looking at brains. I think they're just Why checking not? them out. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually. I'm okay with them leaving that there. Of all the stuff that happens on the ship, I'm cool with that. Oh, sure. Okay, now this has been long. It could it could have been faster, but it's 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 still in the theme. We're about to meet our guy, and the uh, first thing he says is, eh, "What's up, Doc?" And that's where everything goes to hell. So, Brian, what's the point of the movie that you're talking about? Uh, the the beginning of the variety show. It's it really is the very introduction of the alien. Because the first but thing where he the says, movie he comes says, to a screeching, screeching halt is the little variety show he puts on that just keeps going and going and going. Here we go. Jump scare. <clears throat> no, I didn't. Pan over. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, that's actually what the <laughs> mystical Trey the Amazing Stokes looks like. <laughs> <laughs> He's green and he has a purple shiny vest. Especially on the weekends. True fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea that the aliens are absorbing our pop culture and then are therefore as scared of going down to Earth because they always blow up aliens there. That's cool. That's cool. And I also like the idea that they're little kids and they sold their dad's car. That's also cool. Two ideas that don't really deal with each other that much. But the other reasons they don't go down to Earth are they're afraid of germs. Like, they threw that one in there, too. So it's like... Yeah, are, are, so that's a callback. that into the basket. That's a callback to um, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds obviously. Yeah. Yeah, the but why? Are like, why would they? Because they have two reasons not to go down, and the first one is really interesting, and the second one has been played at least by this point. Like now, we've played both of them up, but at the point, you know, where the worlds had already happened, but the idea that we're not going down there because look, you destroy things like us because you're a, a, an unkind people. That's why we had to get the little ones with wonder. Maybe that's why they didn't bring up the old, you know, chagrined guy. But they don't. They don't really deal with that, and then they give you a second reason: germs, germs, bad breath, diarrhea, like. I wish they didn't have two of them. Like this whole part just seems unstructured. Maybe. Like yeah. I, 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 it goes back to I don't think I they don't want to be I don't want to be mean to the movie, but it's not. They they didn't know what singular movie they were trying to make, and that's if they knew what they were trying to say, it would have determined what the aliens were and what their motivation was and why they didn't come down. Whether it was for germs or for this or for that diarrhea if, if they knew that one thing that would have informed every other choice that they that they made but because they didn't know that they didn't know which motivation to give their the aliens that worked with the theme that they were trying to communicate and that's something that could have been tied up in post either by a good editor or an editor that had some time with it and i don't know i you know we we, we know that john wright is a good editor i don't know if he was as good at this point and maybe that's why and he just didn't have you know the the discretion or didn't know enough about the movie to put together what the theme was at the end here. It also could be that he just literally didn't have enough time to do anything but put the scenes in order. 
but what would you take out if you were phantom editing this? How would the movie play out after the point they get to the ship? If the, you guys were doing it, the easiest way would be to just get rid of the variety show. I mean, you know, the the exploration through the ship here, the, these first contacts, even the what's up doc, you know, stuff like that, that 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 can work as long as it just doesn't sit here and just get completely tedious. Yeah. And if you go as soon as they come into this room, it's all business. You're talking about why they're there, what's yeah. what's up with the aliens. You, you just cut straight to the expository part where they're explaining themselves. That I think would work, and take about three minutes out of the father yelling and them all. They're all looking uh, at him and then yeah. doing like, like a really long goodbye. They forget thing. that the dad is yelling. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, right, you're still screaming at me." We're, I guess. All right, you're still here, three-story tall monster. Yeah. I forgot about you. Yeah. What? Yeah. And you cut this shot. Yeah, this is not necessary. I think like it's a fantastic frigging cost. It's a great suit. But I really yeah. like the suit. I don't I like her. I love this suit, but I don't want to stare at it for twenty minutes because it starts to break down. Like, just it does. Yeah, it's you, not good enough to stare at. It gives you a little too long a to hour. scrutinize it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, now let's ask a question about the intentions of the aliens. And, and don't be sarcastic. Based on what the movie tells us, what were they doing? Why did they want to get in touch with us? Do we have a clear sense of why they wanted to get in touch with us? I'd like to think that it's just uh, the same. Uh, the same reason these kids. The same wonder. And yeah, the same. Curiosity. I like that too. So they should have played that up because that also plays in really nicely too. We were afraid because we watch movies like there's a major, major, beautiful parallel already in place that they just need to refine because we they, enjoy they're little Aaron. innocent kids and they love sci-fi movies. Like that's what the alien and him have in common. Mm. But we're afraid to meet you because we've seen your movies and you hurt us when we come down there and we stole our dad's car. Like we like that's those two ideas fit together they're like legos those are good ideas i i love the idea that they came up and they're just like we just wanted to see if if you know but the the the, the difference is that the aliens know that the humans are out there i don't know i don't know how you reconcile that like the i guess the reason is we wanted to meet you and that's it but why haven't the other aliens wanted to meet them why is it just these two kids is that because like they could have played all these things out and like at least put a sentence more worth eh, into you know. them? There might be like a society-wide prime directive yeah, type exactly. deal where you just don't. But the kids wouldn't get to do it. Oh, prime directive, right? Yeah, I think. Well, I think it all exists there in the circumstances that you wouldn't even necessarily need any of them to talk about it. But that these these kid aliens are they they have They're that enamored. Same, they have that same sense of wonder and sense of exploration and want to. Or want to explore that? Explore that sense of exploration. I said, like a moron. Um, hey, the movie's called Explorers. You get one for that. Yeah, but uh, I think, I mean, you don't. I don't think you need any of those characters ever, to ever actually say that to to communicate that theme clearly. You might. You might not. Uh, depending on how it I, was think you could, I think like, you I think I didn't. I, I, it took me having watched this movie a million times, talking about it just now, to realize that's what they're doing. Like, I, it could I be think, a little clearer and not be too clear. I think you could phantom edit it with just what you have here, and it may not be crystal clear, and you might want a line or two, but you could absolutely yeah. phantom edit with what you have and make it clear enough. When you watch the phantom edit, the beginning of the movie makes no sense because, you know, the movie is nothing but filler and, like, four lines about the beginning of the movie. And, you know, when you take out 20 minutes of the beginning of The Phantom Menace, it's just like, Naboo. Here we are, you know. So I can imagine something like that being the problem. And here we go. Here, this is, this is... Here's the brick wall. Yeah, this is. We were kind of looking at the brick wall, going, "Is that coming up my face?" Yeah, that, that's 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 coming up awfully fast. Are, yeah, that's, are, we, are that's, we gonna are we are gonna we go gonna, through that? Are we gonna turn? Is there a turn coming? All right. Now, what's the reason that this doesn't work? There's no fucking reason for it to be there. It serves no function, and it goes. It spends five minutes serving no function, and it's boring, and it's yeah. 
I don't, and I really don't know what they were thinking here. Like, what? Yeah. What is the purpose? I can't imagine what the purpose is. I'm trying <laughs> Although, to. I'm trying to think. Because I think it would be funny in the kids. I think yeah. I really think it was a decision so. for the kids to to make it more it's, just fun to watch for them. It's, but it's so disappointing because is, yeah, the rest of the movie is because I mean, I, you know, I mean good. Actually, <laughs> it, it, it sucks when you know adults who are making movies or TV shows say, well, kids yeah, are going to be watching it, so we have to make it stupid, which is complete bullshit. And it doesn't make any sense to pander after this like long, yeah. rather interesting sci-fi movie the, for kids. Uh, yeah, and they haven't been doing that this entire time, and now to sink to that depth like so drastically, it, it's very, very disappointing. Yeah. The point where the movie loses interest. Just... Yeah. Can I can I check my Twitter? I mean, right now. I'm gonna play Sudoku on my phone. Let's for all a while. go to the lobby. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. All right. You know, and the weird, the especially weird part about it is that, like, even even when they're on the ship, mo- each of the kids has something that they want to do, which is, you know, uh, one of them is like, hey, let's get back to the ship, get get the fuck out. Yeah. One of them's like, I- I'm sure. I'm, Before you know, they eat us, please. Thank well, you. You know, Wolfgang was like, I'm sure he's just like, well, we should find out what's going on. And I'd like to know. I mean, we're in a spaceship now and stuff like that. Like, they all kind of have objectives and now suddenly it all stops and they all just sit and watch yeah. this happen. And we, the audience, have these same questions. They've been asking us to sort of go along with them in, in wanting to know these things. And then suddenly we all just sit here and just have to watch this. You know? Maybe they, they seek out the this human... This is between us and our answers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe they seek out the human race because they want someone to watch their stupid show, and they think you know they watch this <laughs> retarded TV, so maybe they'll watch They're my like stand-up. The traveling amateur performers and <laughs> yeah. like Hamlet. Hey, no, they're like Bugs Life. That's what's going on here. Yeah, juggling. Just import audiences. It may have also been like. They built these suits, and these suits are certainly amazing. And it was just one of those cases of like, well, we can't cut the suits. We can't. We gotta. We gotta get our money's worth. Oh, uh, we paid five hundred thousand dollars for those suits. We're not gonna cut a second of those. <laughs> exactly. Two and, people died wearing those suits. And it, I mean, that's just one of those situations where it's like, kill your babies, man. If if this sequence is your baby, but it doesn't make the movie better, kill it. Yeah, I like the idea kill of it, these it, kids it. actually growing up and seeing the movie Contact and being like, nah. <laughs> That's totally ridiculous. <laughs> That's not what happens at all. <laughs> me. We're going to talk about contact a little bit more. So if you haven't seen it and are interested, be careful about the spoilers here. Might have your finger on the the volume down button for seconds of this next little bit. How does contact deal with this problem? It doesn't. It, it deals with. I mean, it doesn't put a big massive thing between well, us just, and our answers once she gets to Vega. I think it just doesn't show its whole hand. I think it just. It's like there's here's this piece. You get this piece. You get just enough because you can't handle the rest of it. Whereas we just get shit lobbed at our faces, all of it, more than we want. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also a fact of <clears throat> whenever we're trying to conceive of what is completely alien to our imagination. Anything that our imagination will then construct is we're going to fundamentally know on some level that that's bullshit. That when we when we, the attempt is to try to figure out, okay, what is completely alien to everything we know, whatever answer we come up with is still going to always fall short. And I think on some level, we as audience members, we understand that. So the the smart movies will always go, okay, well, here's a tiny piece, but you would never even conceive of the rest of it, so I'm not even going to show you. And I think Contact does that to an extent. I think it does it I perfectly. Think yeah, only, I think it does it very well. The only well. reason I can think of for having the sequence is like, and now they're friends. And, and, they had a fun time. But and, I don't think that's necessary. I think... I uh, in Close Encounters, the uh, 
the cut where you don't see him. Okay, spoilers for Close Encounters. There are two cuts to Close Encounters. I think the theatricals cut, you don't see him actually go into the yeah, ship at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the extended or director's cut, he walks into the ship and there's this extended sequence where he just watches the ship on the inside and it transforms. And like I watched, they, they were playing Close Encounters at the New Bev like a year ago or something and I went to go see it. And I had no idea that these two cuts existed. So when he walked onto the ship and the movie kept going, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Oh my God. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. And it's this extended sequence and I, was, and I walked out and I was like, that was so much worse than the the actual thing. So it's just the audience yeah. saying, did not need. Yeah, did not need. Yeah. And like what you're showing me is, you know, okay, you're in the Close Encounters example, it's you're showing me this unimaginable world that he's stepping into in this journey he's about to go on. But you're showing me a piece of that, and I can tell it's obviously yeah, just a model. You, yeah, yeah. You should not give just away. You let, should not let give him away. Walk into the light and let me leave with that. Should not show too much of your hand. And if you make the very iffy decision to show some of your hand, it really can't be underwhelming. Yeah. You have to. If you're going to show anything, it has to be stunning. And this is just wacky. This isn't really interesting. This is you know, it would be funny. No, to nobody. It would. It would be funny to no man. It just this doesn't fit, <laughs> and you know what this this really and it breaks my heart. Like I I don't want it to be this way. And looking at it again, this whole thing where there's they're saying the reasons they don't go down, the important thematic one, the emotionally powerful one of if we go down there, you'll kill us because we're monsters and we know that is a is a besides. She literally says, you know, why don't you come down? Well, the germs and the germs, and then she goes, besides, this is what you do you would do to us if we did. And it's like it's it's a complete afterthought on their part. Don't have it be the germs. Have it be this. This is terrifying. Yeah. This is a good point, and this makes me leave the theater thinking, you know, we what? really we we're, we're not accepting enough. We're not know. a very have tolerant germs, people. Have the germs be part of like an undergoing thing? Like one of them had a, was sick or something, and then going uh, it just through doesn't the even like no. that's an afterthought and kind of retarded. Yeah. No, but like, I would I would surgically yeah. remove the germ stuff and just yeah. have it be. I mean, if if the theme of the movie is supposed to be, and I think it is, that as you get older, adventure dies and intolerance begins. So try to hold on to what you can for as long as you can. They're, they avoided that for like 20 minutes. Like the sense of wonder leading to an understanding that when you lose your wonder, this is who you become. Do not be this. Do not be your parents. Which I think is what they're going for. And it's a good theme. Uh, is, is you forget about Even it long enough. Even Wolfgang's parents are kind of cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> she's terrifying, but maternal. Like Germany. No, she's just wacky. She's, she's fun. She's kooky. I like her. Someone in the, uh, Dr. Submarine in the chat room says, with regards to Close Encounters, a brief spoiler again, mm-hmm. uh, the studio made him go inside the mothership if they wanted, if he wanted to re-release the movie. Okay, so more executive meddling. So I'm sure Spielberg knew enough to go, oh, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But and in the chat room, Pavlich says, this same year, in 85, the Breakfast Club came out and just said the same theme better. <laughs> when you grow yeah. up, your heart dies. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Which I think that's an extension of my point, which was an extension of what's in the movie. But I think... This is cool. I mean, this is, and I love that's that's kind of sentimental and sad. Where um, he's talking about how the 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 dog you never you're, you're mean to the dog and stuff like that. Like you don't treat them like respectable things. <laughs> that's a that's a really awful thing that he says. That's like yeah, that's true. Where he's like, but this isn't true. We don't kill people. I well, mean, we, well, well, we, we do, do. <laughs> but not aliens because because we haven't met any yet. We so I guess we, will, like, I guess we would. Uh, yeah, we, we really Cause would. Because we kill our own people we, we like pretty kill, easily. We, we will so, fuck a bitch up. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, maybe you have a point. Maybe maybe you should not go down there. 
<laughs> and, and then I mean, ha- that's a good. That's also a good moment. Have that moment, and I'd be. Then you give Ethan Hawke this moment, where like, okay, well, when I become an adult, I'm not going to be that way, or whatever, something along those lines. Boom. Of like, meaning, I'm, there's yeah, your movie. Yeah. Now get the fuck out. Now leave and go home. Now go home. But how does that jive with the idea that this is their dad? Like, is their because da- their dad is part of the adult race that did not reach out to humans. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's just these two kids sharing this ideal. Yeah, no, it is. That's I good. Think that's, that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. We just got a good apparent. draft out of this movie. And the dad, I mean, the dad is essentially speaking gibberish. So if you were to do a fan of it, except for he says yeah, something, yeah, in it's not really gibberish. He's like, he's like, Wolfgang, the, uh, who the hell is Wolfgang? <laughs> but he's, like, he's like the Charlie Brown. Adults. You could easily redub it. You know. And if you were do, if you're doing that, you could redub it to like, you, you brought humans on board. What are you thinking? They're gonna kill us because haven't you seen? You. You know, whatever it is, and and give him dialogue that thematically ties into it. Because obviously, someone of their race can speak English. I don't quite understand why only the kids would. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as an afterthought, I like the idea that their genitalia is on their necks because that's where they wear clothes. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> and then when he puts on the headphones here in a second, he's putting headphones on his balls. Yeah, I like it. He has two pairs of ears, Ooh, and he doesn't put the headphones on either of them. How do you fuck up that well, much? No, he, does, he puts them on those. He no, he doesn't. He puts them above them. Well, we're about to find out. He's got... He's, it's like Watto. Watto has two noses. Do you ever notice that? He's got the trunk, and there's nostrils on the front of the trunk, and then he's got nostrils on the top underneath his eyes. Yeah. Here we go. Maybe, maybe they're like infrared scanners or something. Imagination is the point of the movie. Shh. Shut up. Here we go. <sighs> How do you fuck this up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? He put him kind of. That's under kind of under those That's top ears. That's the best you can do. Yeah, okay. And you can't really. Why does he say it's '80s music? You're in the '80s. You would call it music. No. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's just calling it to, out to the. Well, they're trying to acknowledge the idea that what they get is late, so they don't have anything current. Oh. oh nice. That's right. what I always took away from it. Thank you, Dorkman. When you of grow course up. that if you really think about it, then you have the same problems that like contact has <laughs> in terms of you know they're. Number one, wouldn't receive the transmission. transmissions, and number two, would be very far behind. Yeah. Yeah. When you grow up, you wear you grow arms out of your head, yeah. and you become close-minded and mean. That part's true. True fact. Yeah. And What's all that stuff hanging between his legs? There's all kinds of other arms. Yes, don't to want to know. <laughs> More arms. All right. Well, now that we're disappointed, uh, yeah. well, let's let's talk a little bit like we did on contact. In case people haven't listened to that commentary about why you wouldn't get these transmissions from space, Which Brian, totally take would. us to the inverse square law, please. Uh, so the idea behind this is the fact that ever since we invented TV and strong enough radio signals, we've been beaming all of that crap out into space in an expanding sphere of pop culture, and that's ever since that has started, it's just been expanding and expanding. Uh, so the idea in contact in both here is that if you know. If a planet is 14 light years away, they would be listening to our, st- for- our stuff from 14 years ago. That kind of a thing. But the inverse square law dictates that the longer the let's say the longer the, the 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 distance the transmission goes on, the less powerful it becomes by a quarter. Or every time it doubles, it reduces in strength one quarter. So the way the math works out, if it got out past a light year, the signal of our stuff would become weak enough to the point where it would just be background noise, and you would never hear it in the first place. It's unfortunate we're just broadcasting to nothing. Yeah, it's, pretty much. It's not getting um, unless it's, it's not unfortunate. unfortunate. I mean, we're, we're a radio station. It's not getting past the parking lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, but, I mean, do you really want to be broadcasting, like, Rock of Love to Jupiter? <laughs> 
Hey guys, well, look at our fucking TV shows. Well, it is getting to Jupiter. It's getting about a light year out and not much more than that. So, for reference, the closest star system to us is Proxima Centauri, which is four light years away. How far is Pluto from us in terms of light years? Like 0.3 light years, something like that? Uh, probably less than that. How long does light take to get to Pluto? Chat room? It takes eight minutes to get to us. Um, so, several hours to get to Pluto. Okay. So, way less than a light year. Never yeah. mind, computer. <laughs> computer, disregard. <laughs> Belay that order. Uh, he's yes. taking the New Horizons Pro, which is traveling at substantially like less than the speed. He's of undercranking light. that one shot where he's just <laughs> going super speed. <laughs> uh, he's taking the New Horizons yeah, Pro is, uh, 10 years to, yeah, and to get to Pluto. This is going on way too long. They've forgotten yeah. that their dad is yelling at them by now like four times. They, yeah. Every so often the, they'll pan back to him like freaking out and then they go back to like their contempt- contemplative goodbyes 5.46 hours it takes light to get to pluto nice i pulled that completely from my own brain thanks dr submarine in the chat (laughs) (laughs) ryan deflated but you didn't see that in the radio sorry (laughs) now what i don't like in addition to everything else is this shot how they the button to get out of the scene is that the and he reaches down and just covers the camera with his hand i don't know what they're suggesting are they suggesting that they're picking up the kids are they suggesting that they're picking up the aliens are they suggesting that he's quashing them because he's pissed? For how slow the scene goes to suddenly go, okay, and edit out, like, is, is a little like, wait, what? Yeah, this movie has to become monsters now. It has to be this really slow-paced, thought-provoking movie. You can't, you can't become monsters for 20 minutes, and then, I don't know, fucking, I'm out. I'm totally out. Hmm. Howard the Duck is a way better movie than this. We should start doing our outros now so that the commentary <laughs> is as long as the movie, but not longer. <laughs> I was thinking... You know, this movie is actually a little bit like the Fred Savage movie Little Monsters. I don't know if any of you have seen that. What is the premise of Little Monsters? There's monsters that live in a world that... Uh, that you, is little. That you No, they're actually like people. Blake Snyder, stuff. title, that is exactly what it is. But the thing is, you, you see the thing. You see the thing, but for some reason it works. But, you know, there's monsters under your bed and they come out at night. And People in the chat room are agreeing with you that it's a good movie. How is it similar? <laughs> uh... Just that the monsters are their friends. Well, the, no. chat, the chat room, for the record, is two lines from two different people. I love little monsters. I hate little monsters. Welcome to the internet. That's the consensus involved. Controversial. Now someone has to call the other person Hitler. <laughs> Hitler! I love doing that. Brian, you're not in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's similar in that you see the thing that you're not supposed to be able to imagine. Oh, cool. Because Is Little Monsters like an H.P. Lovecraft story? <laughs> Cthulhu, Cthulhu. Not quite. I don't think Cthulhu is Pikachu. I don't think Cthulhu <laughs> well, just I, says that, its name. <laughs> that was... The <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to punctuate the shittiness of the back third of this movie now, as they fly back, he has a sort of fond memories echoing no. the lines from the last 15 minutes i hate that i hate that so much because no, no, it was no, no, very no, no, important no, no. that he remember the part where he said what do i have to do eat no, a banana it's a, again poorly illustrated thing that they're trying to do with the movie which is she gave yeah. he gave he he was given the dream medallion thing and now he's projecting the entire it's the uh, experience that dreams are made of to the girl he wants to bang and Ooh, yes. now she's all up on what's going on and they can go dream fly around and that's important. <sighs> and there Never is ending story. Yeah. God, the 80s were a time of wonderment. What are the kids' movies these days all about? Drugs. Uh, pop culture references. 
Yeah. yeah. Justin Bieber and Fred. I don't know. Oh, God, Fred. Fred? Fred? Don't, Fred. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> is there a new one? I just got used to Bieber. God damn it. Fred is Fred is pre-Bieber, I think. Pre-Bieber is a funny oh, word. Oh, whatever. Okay, can we, <laughs> for the love of Christ, A, not talk about Fred, and B, try to talk about explorers. But it makes you so sad, and it's kind of funny. Okay, this is also a, a, an ill-conceived moment where they have their wily E. Coyote. Hey, what's holding us up? Huh? I don't know. Comedy take? Ah! Yeah. And then they drop down. Yeah, especially since before the field felt they actually did that before and they just dropped when he was like when they were like three yeah. feet above the ground. Instant. Yeah, it's so it doesn't take the field any time to wear off. They just fall. Let's just be a farce for some reason. Ah. Yeah, there's just epic epic problems. It's like someone else wrote the last third of the movie. I'm gonna start talking my outro stuff. You guys all conceive of the best analogy you can. For what this movie is, like think like think of the, the the best way to describe what happens in Explorers while I do my outro because the movie's still going, but we fuck it do now. Homework now. Yeah, no, just think of a funny analogy to explain what happens to this movie. Uh-huh. Explorers is a movie that I grew up with, and it's it's something that I love. And going back to it to see how it how it still was was a really exciting thing for me when I was watching it again because it's like, oh my god, this is really great. The score is wonderful. There's there's no as you know scenes. Everything's set up. It's gonna be a perfect movie. This is beautiful. And then it just hits this wall. And it fucking deflates, and I don't think I even finished the movie. I, 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 it's such a disappointment because it was so strongly conceived and edited and thought out, and then the last third of it just goes to the mansion. It, it really does go to the mansion, and it doesn't have to. Like this movie required them to go to a mansion, and the mansion they got to did not have a wonder and answers. It had nothing but rock songs and quotes from Mr. Ed. It was terrible. I, I, I can't myself. Like they'll disagree with me on this. I can't, in good conscience, say that this is a bad movie because I think it's a great movie. And it just has a terrible ending, like you know, Happy Feet. I would, I would have the, you know, the penguin dies. That's it. The <laughs> the penguin uh, ends up in Brazil. If I met Joe Dante, I would say Brazil. thank you for Explorers because that part of my childhood is still something that I look fondly back on. But I would also have to say, can you come over here for a second? And then I would punch him in the face and say, "What happened, man? Please explain it to me." And I would, I would hope for all hell that he says, "Look, that was." We were going to edit it way down, and the studio rushed us, and we didn't have time to do it the way we wanted to, and the movie is what the movie is forever, and that's how it happens. The movie was abandoned like it had to be. That's how it happens. And I would be okay with that answer, because these things happen. What we're left with is Explorers, a movie that is... Brian? My, my analogy? Um, how about uh, the first girl you ever had a crush on in like middle school or elementary school, and you know, perfect and you're in love because you're a kid, and then you know you come back 15 years later and she's still in your hometown and she you're you know she kind of grew up to be a little funny looking and you go, oh that's disappointing explorers is chloe <laughs> i'm gonna stick with my card analogy i liked that one where you just they a, kept a terrible card just terrible hand no they just played it like they had a f- full house straight flush and and they had pocket twos and some lint in the poker rules yeah no and all they had was like an uno card and some and like a grommet or something like, we're, that's we're, it we're left with explorers which is ryan well it's like brian's you know it's the girl that you that uh, you know is there you grew up with it but then it turns out she was actually a dude you just never got you never found out <laughs> and she's pregnant it's well, both that's it's harsh both yeah anyway brian how do you feel about, how do you feel about explorers um, i mean i like yeah i mean i like the two the first two thirds um i i like that my my movie of this is howard the duck because i think while overall it's a much worse movie at least it's much more it's, consistent right totally um but yeah it's it's fine it's exactly what we've been talking about so 
Chloe? Explorers? I I love the first two thirds and that woman's bitch. Fucking redhead. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, so still Wait, why is it why are they having history class in the science room? I'm done with this movie. They're Amish. Fuck that noise. Uh yeah, no, it's it's a good movie for a while and then you have to just let it go. You have to grow up. Yeah, you have to grow <laughs> they, up and become bitter and angry. They hope that you're exiting your childhood at at, at that yeah. point in the movie. Ryan, explorers. Well, you know, we we've been going over it exhaustively for an hour and a half, but it's really it's it's two thirds of a good movie, and then the last back third of a different movie, a completely different movie with a whole different totally, theme, totally. a whole different style that just got glued onto it, and and we have to assume for sort of producer type reasons is 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 the common guess. Um, now that being why, said, why is the room why is why is the room empty? Because he has the, now he's the, dream the dreamy jewel thing. Yeah, this is the weird part where like he didn't what? fall asleep, but I guess he's having a dream because then is this the ship's like, there. Is this like the ring, like with Proto? <laughs> like he's in the weird alternate world? Yeah, yeah Ryan, you were saying we, we tend to blame it on the producers. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And that's that's I'm sure what happened here too. But um, you know, looking at it from the first two thirds, like that's you know. Could have used more like that because it's 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 a lot more sort of grounded and you know sort of giving you know for a kids movie it's giving kids a lot of credit as far as just sort of being being interested in this kind of stuff yeah. and and being just inquisitive and having a lot of wonder and and, and that sense of exploration even which is which is really unheard of and so even though it's got a fucked up back third of this movie I still you know value, give thanks to this movie right. it, it still has some there's value, value to be you know? found I'm, right. I'm happy that it exists even though it sort what of goes nuts like the back third was like them going to different places in their spaceship like getting kind of like a galactic scavenger hunt mm. of proof if they all had a different experience and then came back together to go home and then talk about it perhaps maybe I, don't, I was thinking more like they got in their little spaceship and then they went to a, like a planet or something and they had to find something and that mm. took them to a different place I don't know that's the sequel that's explored yeah I don't know it just sounds like better that's all. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and get a brand new episode every single week. Go to the forum, involve yourself in the conversation where we post every single week when we're going to be recording live. So you can join us in the chat room and involve yourself in our conversation and have your name called out like Dr. Submarine and John Bavlish because they provide interesting Congratulations. insights. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done. They they run the, the, the concurrent links process. When Matt Veda Veda will put the links in later in iTunes chapter breaks, you can find it there. Holden Hill designed the website. Go to the store, buy this DVD from us, and get a buck. Uh, there's a donate button. No, we're not asking. We're just saying. Anyway, until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Vinter. Closey. Ryan Weaburn. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. Is this the first movie that you've actually completed before the credits are done? <laughs> yes, we've never done this before. That's amazing. But, like, we were going to be talking for the next 10 this minutes. This is as close as you've come to actually calling the movie. Yes. Like you've talked about <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, man, you when I really I, run out of steam. I, in think, that I, third. I think the at the end of the movie, you know, it shows the title Explorers. Yeah. I think right when I said this has been done in front, Explorers is on. So we're okay. Yeah. Trendsinyourhead.com